and we are live and we are back let's go i'm Corey. i'm jordan it's the cord and full of fat podcast and we are back like we never left we are back like we never left episode 52 episode 52 like this is very simple this is very simple if you know anything about sports okay it's, it's yeah. ray lewis Okay, we, 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 <laughs> we ain't gonna do the build up. Okay, I was oh, we're, we're gonna build up. Okay, I, had, I, had some, I had some air horns ready and everything. Oh, go ahead. Now, if you know where this is, this podcast is coming from from the Maryland area, from the Baltimore Ravens. All right, the Ray Lewis, number 52, played 16 seasons in the NFL. Uh, well. This is heads and has this is old. This is old. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> but <laughs> 13 time Pro Bowl selection, selection, three time AFC Defensive Player of yeah. the Year selection, and two time uh, AP Defensive Player of the Year. All right. And one Super Bowl, what is that, 35? And was named the game's MVP. Yeah. All right. So, oh, yeah, this Ray is real. This one got a second. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I was like, he won more than just one, but it's it's okay. Uh, it's Ray Lewis, arguably the best defensive player of all time, arguably the best defensive player in the history of sport. It's just, it's just, it's just simple, it's just yeah. very simple. And if you're yeah, you a linebacker, everybody aspired yeah, as, at some point in time, you aspired to be Ray Lewis, okay? especially being from Maryland, yeah, <laughs> especially being from, <laughs> like hands uh, down. <laughs> the irony, neither Jordan nor myself are uh Ravens fans, but regardless, Jordan and I were, were born in Maryland, so they take that, it, regardless. Yeah. Of, Mutual respect, mutual respect. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, though, um, yeah, uh, he um, his mic his mic'd up when they got the NFL films. He's dead ass calling out run plays. He's calling he's calling them out, yeah. he, like like to to the T. Gap side of the ball. It's like my goodness, yeah, my goodness, yeah. I mean, people, I mean, there's people who watch film and then there's people who know film. You know what I mean? Like who know t- like that? Yeah, Ray Lewis knows. He knows. Yeah. Tom Brady and uh Peyton Manning. We're, we're hardest or worse, however you want to define it, you know, player to go against. That is, yeah. if, you, if you don't, if you don't know, Ray Lewis is the Peyton Manning of the defensive side of the ball for this past generation. If, if yes. you don't, so that's how high his IQ was. It's crazy we did Ray Lewis before that day, Buckus, you know. So I wonder, is 54? No, that's not what I thought it was. Okay, now, now we're about to go. Obviously, y'all were here in the, in the 50s, so football and basketball is about to now. Jordan, I would just be naming players we have no idea. <laughs> we, got, we got a couple of. Speak, speak, okay, 56 and 58, I'll leave that if you know, and 59, okay, we got, but we're slowly but surely getting out of the NFL. I'm lying, okay, I lied, okay, I'm lying, all this, dang, all the 60s are NFL, almost all okay, we still got some, okay, we got, we got, okay, I, didn't, I was like, I'm making all these names, <laughs> like, yeah, well, actually, no, I should take that back, because the 60s and 70s are probably mostly NFL players, because most other sports, they don't wear those high numbers, so, regardless, yeah. though, for those of you who don't know, we got yeah, so there's, there's an NHL on it. Yeah, I was gonna say hockey yeah. does. Has yeah, NHL. Yeah, but um, for those who don't know, we got to burn time so we don't cuss too much in the beginning. So even though I said ass, but regardless, thank you, Alphabet. Um, but uh, so for our first time listeners, Jordan, we talk about health in wealth, fitness in finances, and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less, and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. All right. See, look at that. That's smooth. Now, Jordan. What do we need to do? Hold on. Before we get into our disclaimer, we need to make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe, rate, and review. Cordon in full effect at your favorite podcast listening uh, supplier. Okay. Apple, Apple Podcasts. This is supplier. This is not power. Hey, hey, this hey. is not power. <laughs> you know where to get us. All right. Find us at your favorite dealer. Anyway, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Sp- uh, Spotify. What else am I missing? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's Amazon put it this way. If you listen to the podcast on it, we're probably on there. Coordinate full effect. Put yeah. us in the group chat. We want all the smoke. This is episode 52. If you want your question featured on episode 53, make sure you submit your questions into myself or Corey. Okay. Yes. Just so they can uh, submit their questions properly. Where can they find you at, Corey? They can find me at Cylon underscore Corey. That's going to be Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can comment via post or you know question or you can send a DM. It, it, it don't matter. Gotcha. You can check me out at Stop Stalling J. That's S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y on Twitter, on Instagram. Same as Corey said, put it on a post, slide in my DMs. We want all the smoke. All right. Yes. yes. And speaking of smoke, shout out to my 30 plus year olds out here lighting y'all up. For those, for those that don't know, I'll, I'll be 20, I'll be 29 and uh, well, it's definitely it's July 31st, but you know, in September. So in two months. So mm-hmm. I, I next day, the end. Of, well, I mean, I, I got a late birthday, obviously, but you know, next year, I guess we'll be in the closer to the the, hun- the hundreds. Will be a thirty year old Corey, okay? So, <laughs> so whenever I'm talking, the hundreds that when we're in the hundreds, the, those episodes would be a thirty ber- thirty year old version of me. So I'll be yelling at people that I, you know, I'll start saying millennials to make people feel better because yeah. that that maybe that's which I did discuss. I did talk about that. I talked about the millennials. Yeah, 26 to 41. That's the age range, I think it is. It's so, just such a wide range. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I mean, mean they're, they're always they're roughly 15 years, so. Got you. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it makes sense. It's just, you know, there's <laughs> a lot of people in that range. It <laughs> is. Yeah. a long time. You know what I mean? You have the beginning of the eight. You have all of the 80s. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, you gotta, so, yeah, it's, it's a wide range. But, um, all right, Jordan, please disclaim these people. Disclaimer. Hold on. Let me. Listen up, okay? Disclaimer. Official disclaimer, all nope. right? Not official, but, you know, it's, it's our interpretation of the disclaimer. Anyways, this is what our legal wants us to say. <laughs> this is for entertainment purposes only. Please, please, please do your own research in regards to these topics. Corey, nor myself, is a professional unless you sign the paperwork that says that you will listen to us, all right? We cannot be held accountable. Please, please, please do your own research entertainment purposes only fair use anything that is featured on this podcast is fair use okay any questions comments concerns please take it up with somebody who cares thank you that is our disclaimer all right now time for errors error section what the, what the, what the, obviously if you if this is your first time listening jordan usually doesn't have errors so Corey, what did i miss up? <laughs> so my first this isn't an error this is just an update i didn't i didn't i did this didn't come across uh my timeline i can't remember what episode it was on but I talked about how the Walton family, or the Walmart family, was looking to purchase the Broncos. They did that on June eighth, so I'm, I feel like they did it like a couple of days after I mentioned it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's July thirty first, so it's been over a month. But um, again, real quick, Stan Kroenke, the owner of the Rams, he is married to Ann Walton, one of the Walmart heirs. So there's Sam Walton. That is Ann Walton's uncle, Sam's Club, right? Walmart. Um, Sam Walton's children, he has four, but one of his sons passed away in a plane crash. There's three other children that are still alive. I believe it's the oldest son. His name is Rob Walton. He is now the owner of the Broncos. So Walmart is, I mean, <laughs> y'all be talking about all this stuff, but y'all be talking about all these businesses. We are behind. <laughs> I, we did, we, this, Walmart is going to, it'll probably be, I don't wish death on anybody, but you know, people are going to pass away. It'd probably be 2050s, 2060s. We're going to look up and once these, the heirs transition for Walmart into the third generation with Stan Kroenke being married to the family. Cause when Ann Walton is technically the owner of the Denver Nuggets, 
um, because uh, you can't have multiple owners in the same leagues unless you're grandfather in. Um, that's how the NFL, I believe, is set up. But so they're going to have the Broncos, the Rams, the Nuggets, the Arsenal soccer team over in Europe. They're going to have a lacrosse team. I think they have the Colorado Avalanche, Avalanche too. The only thing they don't have, I think, is a baseball team out of the uh, four major sports in America. This is this is Walmart, by the way. This is just, <laughs> these aren't just some people. <laughs> okay. I was about to say, one of the so, biggest chains in America. And yeah. they, can, they can sell their own jerseys. That's crazy. They're going to, yeah, Matt, just the recouping on that has to be insane. It has yeah. to be a nice little turnaround on that money. Talking about keeping the dollar in. I'm, I'm yeah. just saying. Okay. Yeah. And then my last one is the average home price. I said it was 240, 250, and I was thinking, like, damn, all the home prices went up. So let me go get some new. <laughs> I, I got these numbers before the pandemic happened. So obviously, everybody's home prices got jacked up. Uh, so I went and uh, looked at some new numbers. Is that 350K now, the average, not the median? Regardless, I was using the math to say your student loans, that's your down payment. Average student loan uh, debt is 32K ish, right? And I was saying, you know, if the average house is 250k, three and a half percent down for FHA, that's only 75 or a little over $75,000, right? You know what I mean? So, your student loan that is your down payment for your house. So, if you take the FHA route and three, what 30,000 is three and a half percent of a little over $900,000. That, that I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to keep it, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to help you all out if you want to know why you're struggling to buy your house. It's like your student loan. That's why I think I spoke on last episode how to clean up the or fix the issue with uh, millennials having more than one child. It's like it's the student loans. Your down payment is in your student loans. Sorry. Okay. I, I'm, I'm down. And by the way, I don't know who has $32,000 in debt. I don't know anyone who graduated with their. Everyone has more. Okay. Yeah. Yes. For those of you who took the ambassadors and or doctor route, 100000 is 3.5% of 3 million. Or, uh, I mean, one was it? Uh, let me do this real quick. It's not that. No, yeah, so 100,000 is three and a half percent of three. Yeah, 2.8 million. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, but so you know, you take the average home price of 350, right? 350k. Then I move on from this three and a half percent of 350k. The average home price is only 12,250. Like, the average person is graduating about three times that in student loans. That's it. You're, they now took they took our down payments and turned it into student loans. All right, I, I, I know it's just so. Pay your debt off and move on. So <laughs> it's one of those things. Like I already told y'all what to do. I'm sorry. The re- speak, speaking, of, I'm getting ahead of myself talking about student loans and the recession about the current events. But all right, we already told you guys what to do. We'll just we'll leave it at that. We'll transition into it. Yeah, so, current. Yeah. Event. Okay. Let me see if I know how to use this right. I do. I always keep talking about student loans because I was talking about it. God, Dang, I made on, them. Hold on. We got to do the official current events transfer. Music. Oh, yeah. Oh, we like, you know, we got we got a song for this now. That was on the oh, list. We actually checked no. something off. I know y'all like, dang, we still waiting on a disclaimer, but y'all got current events music. Mind your business. All right, let's go. Current events section. Fuck your life. Bing, Who's the president? Byron. Who? Byron. Say what's up to Byron. What's up, Byron? What do you want to tell Joe Biden right now? What's up, baby? Take me out of the city. Yo. <laughs> All right. Into if that current event section. If you've never been to New York, that is not an exaggeration. Okay? <laughs> 
what you see on the movies as far as the city lifestyle, it's not like that. But the people, those are not, they are not acting. <laughs> That's actually how people act. They will really Real scream at each other from a, a, the 60th floor. <laughs> yeah. Just coming on the street. Okay. It really is. It's, it's organized. New York, especially, well, the, the city part in particular is organized chaos. Like literally, it's just, you know, it's, it's chaos. It's, it's chaos, but it's not chaos because it's literally every day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's stuff that probably if you you know wouldn't happen in your hometown, you know what I mean? But it just happens every day in New York. So it's like, oh, it's just another person yelling at another person. You know what I mean? And Tim's in a uh, in a in a construction hat across the street. Yeah. And they're not yelling. That's actually how they communicate. Okay, and we're switching. We're switching off. I had to do this, but I told you guys in the book, The Outliers, with Malcolm Gladwell, literally an entire plane crashed and everyone died on board due to the New York accident. They literally takes they the uh what are the people what are the people called the controller. Yeah, I think it's the controller, whatever the person is that uh, they talk to from the cockpit. Oh, no, no, the person in the tower. Yeah, in the tower. They were trying to land, I forget which one, in New York. But anyways, they said, the pilot, the pilot's from Korea, they had said, we're running out of fuel. All planes are running out of fuel. That's like, that's how it was communicated. It's like, what does that mean? It's like, (laughs) they were running out of fuel to the point where they were about to crash, which obviously they ended up doing. But it was like, and it's like, yeah, because... I'm this is in the book. I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing probably terribly. I haven't read the book in a couple of years, but it was pretty much like, yeah, they just said they're running out of fuel. And from a New York mindset, it's like, yeah, everybody's running out of fuel. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> but clearly, I don't know. I don't want to say clearly because clearly it wasn't clear, but uh, <laughs> you just figured it's assumed if you mentioned that you're running out of fuel, it's got to be at a dangerous level because clearly, you know, a vehicle that uses. You know what I mean? Whether it's in the the plane, the sky, and the sea, a vehicle that uses gas is running out of fuel. Yes, yes, it is. But by, by that's a fact. You know what I mean? But if you felt like you need to mention it to me, you need more gas. All right. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you can imagine the cultural difference. Like I said, this is from a, a Korean airplane. It wasn't an American one. These are Korean pilots from South Korea. So they, you know, they don't probably understand. Like we understand, like these New York people are mean. So you might, you might, <laughs> you might. <laughs> to be a little bit better which is like i think in the 90s or late 80s 90s with it but uh yeah that's just i'm just saying the new york the new york accent is semi-credited for a damn plane crash okay I, I'm, I'm i'm just letting y'all know but speaking of plane crashes how about the student loan debt about the crash the whole economy jordan please let these <laughs> please let the people know what the first current event is about the first current event so this one okay so student loans okay so y'all if you've been listening to us <laughs> If you've been listening to us since we started, I think at this point, right, we've pretty much been talking about uh, the student loan uh, forgiveness. All right. It's been an ongoing process uh, every three months or quarterly. You know, for people who don't know that every three months is a quarter. There are four quarters in a year. I know, I, you know, I feel like I need to say that sometimes, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to social intelligence. Just to make sure you track it. All right. So quarterly, <laughs> quarterly, we get an update uh, on what is the current um what is it? The current status on the forbearance of student loans. It's forbearance. Thank you. Technically. Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. Current status of the forbearance of student loans. That being the case, they are current. They have currently delayed until the end of August. Correct. Yeah, we got a month from today. Yes. So a month from today, we it, unless there's an official decision made, uh, those loans will be reinstated, meaning they'll be starting up. So for those who have not been making your payments, you need to go ahead and start adding those back in the budget. Hold on. Let me let me find let me find Corey for this. Uh, <laughs> Look, where's it at? Where's it at? Boom. I've already said this before. I've already- I had to make sure I was tracking. All right. He has already said this before. All right. But you need to start adding that payment back into your budget in case you haven't already. Just be on the lookout for that. Um, we have seen um 
some potential talk about the extension of the forbearance until the end of the year. This is nothing new. This is the what third or fourth time they've kicked the can down the road at this point. Uh, might even be more than that. That's I mean, like least, five or six. I think Trump okay. did it twice and Biden's on two as well. Saying so, so, so for this administration, is what it's the third. Right? It's, be, I think it'll be the third. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah so, like. So like literally, I mean, at this point, y'all know how this goes. All right. There's literally nothing new. Yeah, I know Trump did it. Now, this, is gonna be like the fourth, this is gonna be like the fourth or fifth, because Biden got in office in 2021. It's 2022. It's probably yeah. closer to his fourth or fifth. <laughs> y'all, they've been it's doing been it. Been doing it's it been a year. That's how that's how long it's been going on. Yeah, Biden's been in office 18 months. Yeah, it's it's been it's a lot. It's a lot. So that being said, my, you know, they're looking to kick the can even further down the road. Why deal with the problem now when you can always keep saving it for later? That seems to be the mantra for this, you know, this ongoing problem. Uh, is this a solution? Mm, no. What is the solution? Pay your debt. Uh, <laughs> at this point, uh, those who are holding out, I would just advise you to be active uh, about it. You know, if you if you can work it back into the budget, at least to tackle the interest, you should probably start doing so at this point. Um, they're kicking the can further down the road. Uh, I think as Corey has mentioned before, uh, the midterm elections are coming up in November. So that being the case, this is, I don't, I don't know if this is a good look or not at this point, because this is not something new. It's like, this is something that we've seen before. Honestly, he'd have been better off probably just giving us a 10 grand. I know that probably wouldn't have been the solution, but at least he wouldn't have been a liar at this point. It's kind of like, you know, Joe kind of got, you know, we got trust issues with you right now, Joe. All right, you, you gotta go. You're Robinette right now. Robinette, I don't know how I feel about you, my guy. All right, that being the case, it's like it's, it's probably not a good look for the midterm elections. Um, but at least it's not the resume button on the loan forgiveness. So that is the current update with the student loans. Again, we will see you all in January for the <laughs> for the, the update. Uh, again, this is unofficial. This is unofficial. We they have not officially announced. Uh, that that is going to be the case but you know it's uh, with it being the end of july this will air monday this coming out monday yeah august 1st it's okay so this will come out yeah. august 1st so literally the beginning of august uh hopefully we'll have a update to you guys um before the end of the month on what the actual news is going to be but more than likely don't be surprised when they kick the can further down the road that's what they've been doing uh, i haven't heard too much about a, an official solution for how they would roll out the supposed 10k that it, that was the buzz before or another you know random number how they would handle the forgiveness so that being the case i don't expect them to resolve that in 30 days so don't be surprised if that is what occurs you got anything to add to that yeah, oh. Forbes. That's that's what I'm talking about. Because at first we're like, ah, isn't nothing? I didn't see anything new. But there's a Forbes article saying that reports indicate that Biden is considering extending the pause to at least through the, at least the end of this year, 2022, and possibly to the summer of 2023. Um, oh, July first, wow. July first, 2023 is a key date for borrowers, as this would be the earliest that an overhaul of federal of several federal student loan programs would be in effect. Education Department released proposed new regulations governing this overhaul earlier this month. Excuse me, but the process must go through several additional steps, uh, government stuff, obviously. The overhaul right. includes changes and improvements to several. Yeah, okay, yeah. So th that that I'm we're doing it because I I hadn't heard I hadn't heard a I haven't heard a pushback like date date right to like you might do it back to the, but like this if he comes out and pushes that Joker back to July of next year off the off the rip. Yeah. You guys, I don't know what you guys going to look, man. It's been over three years. <laughs> Talk about to the seventh month of next year. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that, yeah. That's some so of the that's, 12 months extension. Yeah. Um, from now. 
So that'll be uh it'll be interesting. They always do the update last minute, so it's not like they're behind on the update or where they're pushing it back. Um, they are required to send you six notices in the mail before they send you back your student loans. As far as your student loan provider, they're required six. to notify you six times. Yeah, before they start wow. your student loans back up. Look, man, it's government. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I mean, yeah. I'd rather have too many than not enough. But I'll just, yeah. that's such a weird number. Like, you know, yeah. Six? Okay. So you know, so they do one a week, right? We don't have six weeks left. So it's one of those things where it's looking like they're not going to do it. They've been the uh, Congress has been telling the student loan providers not to send out notifications about you know starting back up the payments. Mm-hmm. So it's leaning towards it getting pushed back. Which, as you press the button, I've already said before, I already told y'all it's like get pushed back definitely to the end of this year. Once I figured out they were pushing it back quarterly and not every um uh, not every two months, whatever they were doing. But it makes sense that um they're gonna push it back through the end of this year. It'd be September, October, November, December. It's another four months, and then we'll see where sad out things go. Again, they're doing the transition with your student loans. They're going to different providers. And I think that's the actual reason why they're waiting for that. And they're trying to get some things passed. But I think that they're holding off on getting things passed. It's the midterm election. So obviously, if, the, if there's more blue, right, then they have a higher chance of getting some of the um, student loan reform that they want to get passed um, in these bills. Uh, we already talked about the 0% refinancing, I think, on the previous episode or the one before that about student loans. So there's a lot of things up in the air. Like I said, highly unlikely that they start again as far as September 1st. And it's just trending more and more towards that. This is pre them getting rid of Roe v. Wade. Now they just have, they just have to kick it back. <laughs> the Dems are at such a deficit. They got, they got to get some type of win. So, all right. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, sir. Not for that current event. All right. Well, if you, if you hear the update from us, you're behind. If you, if you like, if you have student yeah. loans, <laughs> it should come across your timeline. You're not, it's you're true. not following me. Like, like cause I, yeah. <laughs> the, the way the algorithm is set up on all your phones. Anyway, if you've been talking about it, like we have, it'll start popping up anyway. Somebody's listening. Yeah. So if not, yeah. you know, you clearly yeah. aren't concerned about it anyway, because it ain't yeah. on your social, you know, it's not popping up on your social media. So exactly. I tell you, I told you guys who to follow on that social media episode. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be headline news either way forgiveness forbearance no extension it's going to be all over the timeline it's gonna be like drake dropped even though drake dropped didn't really take it over we did because everybody didn't like it regardless though all right (laughs) (laughs) next current events question all right mr covington you're going to tell them about are we in a recession you want to tell them what that's about all right, what you want to do? You want to do CNN, CNBC, or Wall Street Journal? Which one of these are? Oh, these are good. Okay, let's go. I like Wall Street. Let's go Wall Street. Wall Street Journal. Okay, Wall Street Journal says, "Are we in a recession?" It's complicated. Okay, a recession. <laughs> I know. Here we go. Here we go. A recession, <laughs> and this is where it's just like people lie so much. A recession in general, not technically, mm-hmm. a recession in general is when the we have two quarters. <laughs> Quarters are everybody. What? (laughs) Stay with me. Three months. Good job. Uh, Yes, because the three months because we have twelve months in a year. Okay, a quarter is twenty five cents or twenty five percent. Twenty five fourth. Okay. Regardless of three months, right? This is this is the kind of Sunday stuff people don't like about me. Regardless though. I'm joining so in we, on the fun today. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. So when we have two quarters in a row or six consecutive months of shrinking GDP or a negative GDP, so a, a contraction of our economy, that is generally deemed a recession, just two two quarters. So the last one we had was in... Okay. Sorry, 
Sorry, Corey. What is GDP for our listeners? Oh, know. Jesus. Gro- gross. How much money do we make? Look. Gross domestic product. I mean, I mean, okay, you know, there we go. I'm yeah, saying, I got it. You know, my bad. GDP stands for gross domestic product. It's how, it's how much money we bring in. Oh, okay. Gross, the most. Before you know, think about your paycheck before you make tax. Before you pay taxes, that's where your gross is. You, you have a GDP too. It's a lot lower than the United States. It's part gotcha. of it. Regardless, <laughs> how much money the United States makes? Okay, okay. On, on a quarterly basis. Um, if that goes, is that if that's negative? Decrease, not decreases, but it's negative. I guess technically it's decreasing. But if it's negative two quarters in a row, that is generally deemed a recession. Like I said, the last one we have, as you might guess pandemic right right coming out of uh the two quarters right after the pandemic started um in 2020 and then technically we are in one now we've everyone's been saying everyone's like oh we're in a recession it's like we're just waiting for them to release the numbers however and this is like the negative and the positive of social media the actual true definition of a recession is uh recession let me see if I can find NBER. There we go. NBER is the National Bureau of Economics something. Let me see. National Bureau of Economic Research. They determine what a recession is. None okay. of this other stuff. All <laughs> okay. right. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> okay. They were founded in 1920. Regardless, this is just like when it comes to a pandemic. Who? The World Health Organization. They say if we're in a pandemic or not. Everybody can be dying on the whole planet. If who don't say it's a pandemic, it's not a pandemic. Okay, so it's the same thing. <laughs> okay, it's the same thing with uh, a recession. So NBER, National Bureau of Economic Research, they have yet to declare it a recession, which is why you've seen, um, you know, people, White House officials and some politicians saying that we're not in a recession yet. Recession involves not just the GDP. That's just the easiest way, you know, a, a metric for everybody to see because it's always reported on. But obviously you take into unemployment rate, things of that nature. Um, so right now they're saying it's not really a recession because unemployment is still low mm-hmm. um, as well. Inflation is crazy high. So we're dealing with the situation where to correct the GDP issue. Right. So to get people to spend more money, you lower interest rates. Right. However, to tame inflation, you increase interest rates. So we're dealing with two <laughs> two opposite things right there. And then on top of that. Uh, we're dealing with um, the unemployment rate is going down. It's not going up, which is usually a sign of recession too, right? People start losing their jobs. I.e. 2008, 2009, the housing market crashed. People lost a lot of their jobs, which is why they got screwed from a housing standpoint. And they had an arm, an adjustable rate mortgage. You got a fixed rate mortgage right now, and you're stressing about the housing market crash and the recession. You're good if you got a fixed rate. Your mortgage is not going to change because it's fixed. Regardless, if you have an arm, that's on you. You didn't listen. I recommend you refinance. Well, you should have been refinanced. Not a race crazy eye. Anyways, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot of stuff. Stuff changes Man. quick. It, look, it this is why you got to execute. But um, I've only had a house for a year. The rates are now double what I paid for it in May of 2020. <laughs> They're <laughs> almost three like, times. They're almost yeah, three times. Like, I mean, the numbers are good. They change quick. So oh, man. you got you got a 15. So you had you yeah. had the lowest one. Yeah, they're, they're more than three times for your for the 30. But uh, regardless, though, so the one thing with unemployment is that whether you believe in the panorama or not, people did die. And so since people died, those jobs, as far as they, they haven't been replaced yet. So that's why a lot of these jobs in my eyes are having issues people is because literally the humans are not there. Like the, the whole bunch of humans went away permanently. And so obviously you need a generation to, you know, grow into that age to re- actually replace those actual jobs from a body count standpoint. So we deal with the fact we did go through the pandemic and all those changes, the 
the um, supply chain issues, the shortages and things like that. And you actually lost the biggest asset, the most important asset, humans, <laughs> the actual workers. So there are a lot of uh, factors in play. Are we in a recession? Who cares? Inflation's high as hell. I know, I know, I know what's not receding. These damn prices, these damn prices. <laughs> he is not okay? lying. They are, they are superseding expectations. So, um, when it comes to recession, we'll get off this real quick because we're almost thirty minutes in. The one thing you need to understand about a recession is that you really get impacted when if you lose your job slash have a decrease in income, however you want to look at it, and you have a lot of debt. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. The debt is the issue. Okay. Because if you have that decrease in income, you usually can't quickly offset it in your budget because you have those debt payments in there that you have to make, okay? And most of people's debt payments are attached to things that they need, their car and their mortgage, okay? However, when you have something like a student loan, which you can't bankrupt, that's actually killing you financially in your budget. I shouldn't say killing you, shouldn't say a better word. That's... Um, uh, what am I doing? That's hurting you. There we go. That's hurting you financially. I was trying to hampering you. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, hampering. That, that's that's yeah. the right word, right? We I got a, I took two classes of English in college, y'all. <laughs> hindering, hindering. There we go. Hindering. This is my brother, my brother, my brother. Right. Yeah, no, okay, no, hamper and hinder is the same thing. Hamper. Yeah. I was about to say you can get away both. You all right? <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah, so it's hindering you financially, and then okay, it, what I was saying there is that you can bankrupt your car and your mortgage, right? You can't bankrupt your student loan, so you can't get rid of that issue. Okay. And then when you go through bankruptcy, you are in a position where you can't keep some of your stuff. Okay. So that, that that's the issue. It's not just inflation and prices increasing. It's not that, um, you know, your, your job, you're not making enough money as far as increase to keep up with inflation from a pay rate standpoint. And then there's also this debt. There's a lot of things that come into play. Um, I think one of, one of the issues is that stuff has an, um, they're still raising the interest rates as far as the government, they just rated about, I think they raised it, uh, 0.75% a couple of weeks ago, and they're still looking to do another one, I think, in the winter time frame. I think they look on doing a, some more next year as well. So there's there's still a lot of things from an economic standpoint I'm not going to get into that are still yet to occur. We still haven't had a super major crash as far as the stock market. We are in a bear market over 20% um, down at one point, but we haven't had a big drop in one day that you usually see. Um, so there's still a lot of things that haven't um, occurred yet. All the recessions are different. So th this one is probably going to be different than all the other ones because they're all different. But right now, it's one of those things where if you still have your job, especially, obviously, you got to be weary of these student loans. My guess, like I said, is they're not going to start back up. But I mean, if they get if they get pushed back to July next year, y'all really gonna have to get on it. Uh, yeah. If you if you can pay if you can pay them off in that time frame, you can because you got to create that cash flow. That's the whole reason I recommend you pay off your debt aggressively is to create that cash flow so you can sustain these hard times. Shout out to myself. There we go. Me being conceited. I've already talked about this last year when the economy wasn't in the can. So sorry if you just got here. Shout out if you just <laughs> no, shout out if you just got here. We love you. But you know, you know, it is what it is. Shout out to the algorithms out there. But um, yeah, if you don't lose your job and everything you have is fixed, you're good to go. Prices do increase due to inflation, but you can if you cut out your lifestyle, you should be good. That that's that's the issue. You can't take the inflation hit at the bar and at the grocery store. That's a bar right there. Okay. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. All right. Do you have anything else about that? Yeah. So what goes in hand in hand with the recession is uh, usually a bear market. For those who don't know, a bear market means stock prices are going down usually about 20% or more. All right. But I did shout out to 
Chloe Bear Money on Instagram. I actually got a post from her that just a few tips on uh, things that people actually don't know about the bear market because most people hear bear market and they start freaking out, um, start investing less, start penny pinching. Uh, and respectfully so if you don't have the money that you need for essentials and necessities. However, if you are regular investing your 15% and you start clenching up, it's like, uh, these are some reasons why you probably should just relax and continue to do what you're doing. Um, the average bear market is only 200 and eight. Again, shout out to Clo Bear on Clo Bear Money, C-L-O-B-A-R-E Money on Instagram. This is coming from her. So I have not fact checked these. But, yeah, I got, um, I got I'm here. Okay. Got <laughs> <you. All right>. <laughs> so <laughs> the average bear market is about 289 days, while the average bull market for people, who, I didn't state this earlier, but the bull market is when stock prices are going up, is 991 days. So on average, the bear market is one third of the bull market. So, bull, uh, yeah, the bull market is usually three times as long. All right, moving on to the next one. Stock loses 30%, 36% on average in a bear market, but in a bull market, they gain about 114%. So, you with the bull market being three times as long and the percentage is likely to increase three times over the course of that period you should probably you know people who are pulling out or not investing as much you should continue to make those investments keep that money locked in because when the when the market finally does correct which it usually does unless we're in a you know a great depression you know usually keyword is usually it's usually always, it's always okay? correct the market okay. has always corrected welcome All to the right. united states <laughs> so when the market corrects like it usually does <laughs> Uh, you, the chances of you getting back at least to that starting point, if not soaring an additional, what's one fourteen minus thirty six, Corey? I don't know, probably eighty eighty eight. Okay, it's soaring an addition. I wasn't even about to embarrass myself trying to do that math on here. You're soaring another. <laughs> you got the math skills. I ain't about to hold you. Seventy eight. Okay, and so watching your stock climb another seventy eight percent afterward is probably worth leaving that money in long term. All right. Um, just some things that you need to know. Since 1932, bear markets have occurred on average every 56 months. So that's about every four years and eight months. Between 1928 and 1944, there were only 12 bear markets. And that was one every 1.4 years. Since 1945, there have only been 14 bear markets. And that's every 5.4 years. So what does that mean? Bear markets are occurring left less often uh, since 1945 than they were before. Okay? So experiencing one what does that mean uh it's only going to last a third of what a bull market would last and then on top of that when it does finally conclude you are less likely to have one for almost another five and a half years what does that mean stay invested y'all the time remember time in the market is better than timing the market okay stay in stay invested all right i'm going to wrap this up so we can move on to the next session but last but not least half of the s p 500 indexes so this is probably one of the strongest facts on here half of the s p 500 indexes strongest days in the last 20 years have occurred during a bear market what does that mean the growth the greatest economic growth <laughs> uh po well, i don't say possible but recorded uh in the past 20 years for some of the s p 500 indexes okay AKA some of the leading companies in the stock market for people who aren't familiar with S&P 500 indexes is uh, their, their greatest growth days have occurred during a bear market in the past 20 years. This is one of the primary reasons to stay invested because, you know, while you are down 36%, you know what I mean? Uh, roughly over that, what, almost 200 day period. Um, if that day that comes back, you know, that day that comes around over that 200 day period where it skyrockets and you get out of that 36% hole and you took your money out, you you taken a double hit, right? So not only did you lose money, you didn't make the profit back, you know what I mean? Or at least break even because you are no longer invested. All right. So 
you're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot by pulling your money out. Um, because again, statistically speaking, you have the chance to hit a jackpot for one of these S&P 500 indexes, uh, keeping your money invested. All right. So that's one of the key reasons to stay, to stay invested. Um, yeah. Last but not least, she kind of mentions basically bear markets do not necessarily automatically indicate a recession. Since 1928, 14 bear markets happened or began right before a recession, but another 11 had nothing to do with the recession. What does that mean? Yes, they are coupled together. More than likely, if there is a bear market that, you know what I mean, that kind of, kind of, kind of sort of indicates that a recession is to come, but they are not necessarily hand in hand. What does that mean? You can have a bear market and not necessarily have a recession, which is why I wanted to mention that during this current event. It is possible to have one and not the other. However, most things economically, if you don't know, are tied together. So having a bear market can be an indicator of recession, but it's not necessarily a must have, you know what I mean? Uh, to that it doesn't, one doesn't, uh, it's not cause, cause and effect. One doesn't necessarily guarantee the other. Right. Um, so yeah, saying all that to say, keep your money invested. If you've been investing, keep investing, keep doing what you're doing. Don't let the bear market shake you. Remember 189 days. We, we, we talk about, it takes what? Two quarters to confirm a recession, two quarters for people who don't know quarters. Every quarter is 90 days, two quarters, 180 days. We should be doing what? Bouncing out of the bear market sometime soon. All right. We're going into the eighth month of the year. So stay invested, stay locked in. All right. We're done. Yeah. Okay. 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 Jordan. Jordan came with the facts. I guess hey. I, I'm about to do my own show. <laughs> nah. Man, I just you know I, I try to add a little razzle dazzle on the finance stuff. You know? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Res um, recessions are for bad for people who don't have money and or have a lot of debt. In, in, in the conversation, if you don't have a lot of debt and you don't have a lot of money, you can make it out of a recession. You just have to narrow, narrow down your budget. But mo most people have a lot of debt and don't have a lot of money. Welcome to the United don't States. have a budget, which is even worse. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> if we get to the basis, don't have a budget. You know, yeah. you're surprised how we had this conversation with, and they're like, budget, what's that? Oh, you're already screwed. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's the time where you, you mean stuff stuff goes on sale. Like, don't, the stuff doesn't crash, it goes on sale, and you can so you can make uh, make more money. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot, a lot of businesses come out of a recession. Uh, come out of a recession, um, like Uber. Uber, I think, believe started Netflix in the 2008. I think definitely Uber. But um, a, a lot, a lot of positive things do come out of recessions. But obviously, people do get impacted from an economic standpoint because you mentioned it. Now, like, I can always economics is just is too much. It's so variable. But you <laughs> talked about that's why I don't like talking about it. But you talked about how people, um, you know, if recession happens, some people start spending less money. That yeah. call that's that's bad. <laughs> the issue is we don't have a lot of money circulating in our economy. Then right. you spend less, so there's like it's yeah, you penny the cause <laughs> is the penny pinching, and then you start penny pinching, and it's like what? <laughs> like, yeah, did yeah. you not hear what I said? Like, <laughs> so and so that that's where it's like it's I mean, this is if you don't like Monopoly, at least learn how to play it. I know it can be a long game. Monopoly is long when nobody knows how to play. Regardless, yeah. regardless. The rules every turn, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just think about a recession in the sense of you're about to go on one side of the board, right? Any of these four sides and somebody got, it's nothing but hotels and you don't own none of the hotels. <laughs> okay. Not the green ones. It's the red ones. And it's like, look, man, I recommend you stack your paper before you get on this side of the board. <laughs> that's the recession. Okay. that That's the recession uh, on that side of the board for you or all, all the hotels. You don't own any of them. And, the type of role, right? We talk about die, that third die, the, the die you need to get across a whole board, the role you need in Monopoly. You try and get yeah. that 200 pass go, right? And, and well, a quick Monopoly trick. Mm -hmm. A lot of the ways to win Monopoly, I would say easier, but one of the tricks is to buy, depends on what board you're playing on, but that Baltic, those first 
uh, four or five properties right there, and you get mm-hmm. to take people's two hundred dollars. Right, that's death by a thousand paper cuts. So everybody, everybody, you know, play monopoly get that two hundred. Right, once they pass, go. Yeah. Once I once you look at the hotel prices for those things, once you build them up, you can take people's money as soon as they get that, and that's how you you put a, l- a little bit of money up, you know, relative to the game, obviously, right, and take a lot of people's money away. So yeah, that's um that that's how it's set up out here. Most properties for the little the, the least the amount least of money. Amount, right? yeah, yeah, relative to how much you need to take from people. Obviously, you know, the point of monopoly to win is to make people bankrupt. So right, <laughs> that's how you win. <laughs> Oh my god. That's a terrible game. Look what it, <laughs> it's a great, look, it's it's finding about the whole is fun. It's a lot of fun. It's it's you a great way to understand. Yeah, yeah, you do need to have time, but it's a great way to understand how things this put it like this. You can understand how much people understand capitalism when they play Monopoly. It's different yeah. from like being a sore loser, but it's like, bro, this is the real world. That's, That's how it works. Look, you about to come up on all the hotels and you own none and you have no money. Yeah. What do you think is about to happen? You about to you about to go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> that's the recession literally you have all this debt and no money and inflation's high as hell what do you i mean that's, the, that's how they have it set up okay all right oh my goodness all right you have anything else no sir we're good to go all right on to the fitness section let's go All right. And finally got okay. the theme song back in play. All right. Yeah. Jordan, our tech skills are immaculate. That's why we mess up all the time on here. Regardless. <laughs> all right. First fitness question. Let's work. Indoor versus outdoor fitness. What are the pros and cons to each fitness environment? Okay. 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 All right, y'all. Here we go. Jordan's about to, or before before you go, Jordan's about to prove my point to everybody who's struggling financially as far as in poverty. Y'all can exercise. So he's about to, he's about to name some stuff. That's <laughs> how do you know? Look at it. I'm so oh, prepared. I'm so prepared for that argument. Somebody got to look me in the face and tell me why they can't do no pushups. Listen, not when they free. Anyways, we not going look. We gonna get it. We all right. We gonna get into it. Okay, so. Outdoor and indoor fitness for let's be clear. So I'm gonna give you the definition of each. So you know what I'm talking about. I mean, the name, I mean, the definition is in the name, but for those who don't know, outdoor fitness is any, you know, activity, whether it be aerobic, strength training, any type of exercise or workout performed in an outdoor environment. What do I mean by outdoor wilderness? We're talking about trees, sunlight, outside, okay? Pure oxygen, a un a natural climatized environment. Okay, that is outdoor fitness. Indoor fitness is clearly the opposite. Uh, exercises, aerobic activity, strength training, mobility, all of that performed in a sh- uh, sheltered environment, aka gym. Doesn't have to be a gym. Gym could be a home fitness center. Um, can be a court. Anything that is sheltered, built by man. All right, let's th- let's start with that. Indoor fitness facility. Okay. So pros and cons to each. We're going to start with outdoor, which is personally my favorite, okay? Outdoor fitness. Some of the pros for outdoor fitness includes presents a wide variety of activities as well as milestones. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that, Corey? You tell me. I'll repeat it one more time. Presents a wide variety of activities as well as milestones. What do you think? Well, outside? Yeah, outdoor fitness. One, you, I guess, I mean, 
there are indoor sports, but I mean, you have, you have, I mean, there, there's the field, the field is out. They have indoor fields, but I mean, all the things that are traditionally outside, I would say exactly. you have access to those. Yeah. And then uh, the big one, heat. Yeah. So we're going to get into that later. Okay. I got you. Uh, okay, okay, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 We're going to get into that later. <laughs> so, yeah. So what, what I mean, uh, for a wide variety of activities, I mean that you get, so outdoor activities, there's, there's a, a whole bunch I got to say, like that whole bunch of activities that you can do outside. Now, mind you, these are not exclusive to outside. So I got to mention them in indoor fitness as well. However, outdoor activities, you know, there's a in terms of what you can do, you can cycle through a variety of activities uh, just being in an outdoor environment. Uh, Things such as uh, exercising on land, exercising by sea, natural bodies of water. You can go swimming. You can go hiking. Uh, you can run outside anything you can do. Let's, let's put it as, I won't say anything, but 90% of the activities that you do indoor can be performed outdoor, but the activities that can be performed outdoor can't necessarily be performed indoor. So that is why is a pro for outdoor activities. You can hike, but it's very hard to go hiking in an indoor facility. Who does that? Where is that? I mean, I'm not going to say they don't exist. Somebody might come up with an idea and that might be monetized or maybe they already exist and I just don't know about it. But if that's the case, that means it's not well documented because I try to stay well versed in most fitness and, I, you know, fitness activities. I haven't seen an indoor hiking facility. All right. Most people still use traditional mountains. OK, they go somewhere. <laughs> they go somewhere outside and they they go on, you know, they go hiking. It usually takes about an hour or two. You get to get, you know, access to all that fresh air, that outdoor um the outdoor environmentals okay you get to enjoy all that while performing your favorite activity so that of course that is going to be a pro for any type of outdoor fitness it is a wide variety of activities as well as milestones what do we what do we mean by milestones so what you don't know is um innately when you are performing exercises you look for milestones or things to help you get through that exercise um this is going to take us back to the kind of like the hamster wheel analogy for on a treadmill versus running outside right um there is something that's missing when you're running on a treadmill versus running outside. Now, people, you know, my treadmill people can be like, Jordan, you know, don't don't go there. We get the same amount of work on a treadmill that we could do outside. Now, I'm a treadmill person. I do get my treadmill working. However, there's something about out running outside that provides you the visual milestones when you hit a certain mile marker that you do not get when running on a treadmill. And that is extremely important from a mental aspect because you get especially if you do a repeat route, meaning you run that same route or slowly extend, you know, add to, so append, add to the end of the route. Every time that you do it, you you get into a mental state where you recognize certain um, milestones or certain objectives, you know, or certain, I'm sorry, certain objects. And when you hit that object, that means you've met a certain uh, mile marker, right? So that can impact your pace, that can impact your, your mental stability, allow you to speed up, you know what I mean? Adjust accordingly. Uh, it it kind of paces you throughout, uh, paces you, Without you being, what's the um, what's the word without you knowing, Corey? I'm looking for it's an S word. Uh, anyways, it, it paces you. Thank you. That'll work. Okay. Subconsciously. You said it. Thank Subconscious. You. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, it's an S word. There we go. <laughs> it paces you subconsciously without you realizing um through throughout the exercise, right? So if I have a tree that's at the end of the street, and I know when I hit that tree, I'm at 0.25 miles, right? Every time I hit that tree, if I start at the same spot, right, I'm at 0.25 miles. It doesn't matter how fast or slow I go if I'm running the same route. When I hit that tree, I'm at 0.25 miles, right? Uh, what that does for me is it allows me to pace myself. I know if I'm uh, if I'm running faster than normal and I hit that tree, I can slow down a little bit. I wouldn't recommend that because you're trying to push yourself. You're always trying to challenge yourself, right? But I guess it just depends on what type of run that you have that day. Nevertheless, <laughs> when you hit that tree, 
you're at 0.25 miles. That is something that is missing when you're on the treadmill. Now you do get that visual feedback from the screen that tells you exactly where you are, but regardless, you are in the same spot. So there's no visual feedback to let you know that you've hit 0.25, no, you know, 0.5. It's, it's, I mean, when I say there's no visual feedback, there's no environmental change that that uh, that tells you because there is visual feedback. You see it on the screen, but there's no environmental change that dictates uh, what milestone you're at. So there's nothing to really push you from a mental perspective. You're just stuck some running in the same spot, pushing to try to push that pace. You see numbers, right? The numbers dictate your pace. But outside, you get the numbers, you get the environmental factors, you get the scenery, right? And that leads me into the next pro for outdoors can cause mood elevation, increase dopamine production, okay? So again, something else you're getting outdoor that you're not necessarily getting indoor. So we just talked about self-pacing and using those mile markers, uh, those natural uh, objects outside in the environment for mile markers, being outside actually also increases mood ele elevation, right? Being exposed, so people, I, I use this all the time, some people like it, some people don't, but it's true. I don't care what you say. People are like uh, similar to plants, right? We we need sunlight, particularly people of color. Okay, need sunlight. Okay, okay. talk but, about the melanin. Hey, talk about you the talk about the melanin. Oh, melanin. Okay, hey, look, you know, photo photosynthesis. You know, plants they, plants absorb sunlight, convert that into energy. So people are similar. I know, I'm not saying that we photosynthesize. But our, our, our bodies do absorb sunlight, convert that into vitamin D. And some of us have more vitamin D than other, a.k.a. melanin. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, vitamin D and melanin are not synonymous, but people who have melanin are more tolerant to sunlight, but they do require a larger amount of vitamin D. I'm a fact check that. But you know what I mean? We 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 people, not just people of color, we <laughs> uh, need sunlight in order to to give our body energy and give our body what it needs to balance out. OK. Uh, so that being the case, that is something that you cannot get from an indoor facility. So it causes mood elevation uh, and increases dopamine. For people who don't know, dopamine is a uh, is the chemical in your body that allows you to relax. Uh, it's released during several different processes, uh, but one of them being exercise, particularly exercise outside, because you do get exposure to those environmentals. Exposure to those environmentals allows you to create more create more dopamine, which gives you a relaxing effect while performing the exercise as well as post activity, right? So you are actually in a more relaxed state while running as well or performing any type of outdoor activity. I'm using running as an example, but you have more increased dopamine during the activity as well as post the activity. So what does that mean? You're more relaxed in a stressful state, aka the exercise, as well as post the exercise uh, when exercising outdoors. All right. So that's two pros for outdoors. Three, the third uh, pro for outdoor, one of my personal favorites, environmental factors contribute to caloric burn okay aka what Corey was talking about heat all right when you are outside not just heat but i mean all caloric i mean that's why i said environmental factors right cold being cold so what you don't know is your body give me bring it I back said, to the, the, I, said, I, was, I was about to break it down the reason okay. you burn calories in your workout is your body temperature increases so by being outside when it's hot by definition <laughs> exactly y'all didn't go to science class they did. i know i don't care i don't care i don't care <laughs> like they, you that's that's why they wasn't paying why, attention <laughs> that's why they have like you know like a heat heated yoga i don't know if that's what it's called but like or like okay hot yoga. yeah hot yoga but y'all know a lot of people not a lot of people but people will go in a sauna and lose weight because it's it's so hot naturally okay okay i'm i'm sorry yeah. no you you want you that it's just Go did y'all go it. to physics? Did you go to <laughs> physics? <laughs> this is, to me, it's just it's something just so common. It's like the colder something is, the less the molecules move. Yeah, that's why. Cool. It's so that's why. It's so so. Never mind. I was gonna say even in the cold, right? What what? It's just in a 
in a non-climatized uh, environment. So what, what do I mean by that, right? Your body has to do homeo... So I'm now getting to the science part. Yeah. It has to do homeostasis, right? Homeostasis, again, I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but just so you don't have to go back and listen to that, we're going to talk about it again right now. Small snippet. Homeostasis is your body's ability to maintain a, a, um, a neutral temperature, right? So as Corey said, your body has to... Um, I want to say neutral temperature. A temperature... Um, you know, a neutral temperature, depending on what the environmental factors are in, in the in the area around you. Right. So that being the case, um, if you are running outside and it is hot, your body also produces heat. So by definition, you burn more calories. Now, the, the same thing can be can be in the cold, though. Right. If you are in an extreme cold temperature, your body has to produce not enough heat, not only the heat that it makes for the activity, but also enough heat to keep you warm and the active homeostasis. Right. So what does that mean? You're also burning more calories in an extreme cold you know what i mean temperature as well saying all that to say the environmentals help you burn more calories because your body is not only activating what it only has to activate for you to burn calories you know what i mean create that heat and burn calories during exercise but it's also trying to regulate your body temperature while doing so and if you are in a non in a natural climatized environment meaning you don't have control over it you know whatever is happening is happening your body has to constantly adjust to that while you are putting in the effort to complete the exercise right so in doing so, you're constantly, if it's hot outside, you're constantly fighting the heat while producing heat, which means you burn more calories, right? If you're, you know, you snowboarding and you're in the mountains and while you're, you know, in the back, you're trying to, in the process of trying to stabilize on that board and go down the mountains, you know, and avoid the trees or whatnot or the poles or whatever they got going on. Your body's also trying to produce enough heat to keep you warm, which means it's also burning calories while you're completing that aerobic exercise. You see what I'm saying? So regardless of the environment, if it's something that you can't control and it's non-functional, meaning it's not out of your normal range, like it's not, we're not... Clearly, in you know, in a climatized environment like my home, I'm I'm in the optimal temperature for me to relax, right? I'm not my body's not working. It is your body is constantly in a state of trying to create homeostasis, but it's clearly not working as hard in a temperature that you've created, right? My house is constantly on 70, right? My body is now acclimatized for people who don't know, it's used to 70 degrees. Okay. That means it doesn't have to work. <laughs> I'm trying not to be condescending, Corey. I'm just trying to make sure like I'm I'm dropping these definitions in here. I know it probably sounds like I'm an asshole, but you know. Hey, we just we we breaking down these definitions, all right? Uh, <laughs> but my body is used to seventy degrees. What does that mean? Uh, I don't have my body does not have to work as hard to create heat or you know lose heat in this in in my home temperature, right? Um, that is not the case when I'm outside running and it's ninety two degrees outside or eighty six or it's been about eighty. I'm gonna say eighty four at least consistently, rain or shine for the past week. Okay, uh, <laughs> your body has to adjust to that. Okay. And then on top of that, trying to push the pace, trying to make a certain time, you know, whatever you're doing, your aerobic activity, your strength training, your body is going to create more heat. What does that do? That increases your caloric deficit. It increases the amount of calories that you burn in a specific allotted time period. Okay. So that is a huge pro for outdoor activity. Um, and we'll get into, you know, why that doesn't happen as much in indoor, right? Um, two more things for outdoor pros and we're going to keep going encourages socialization in the form of formal events so for people who don't know if you ain't never been outside if you're not a big exercise person <laughs> but if you ain't never been outside um things that happen outside or outdoors are common fitness activities in mass gathering we're talking about huge events um these are things these are usually events that people train for uh, things such as marathons uh for people who don't know there are things called spartan races, races which have become more popular in the past like two decades or so but those are like events that uh they're, they're basically obstacle courses put together with uh extreme mileage so a spartan race could be like 10 miles and at every mile marker there have a series of obstacles that you have to get through and then continue to run to the next mile uh that those are those are um massive outdoor events um 
meets. So when I say meets, like track meets, all right, that, you know, that's specifically a sport, but those are outside, right? The sport itself is, there's indoor track as well, but you know, most, I don't want to say most major, but a, a lot of the major track meets, the Olympics, right? Outdoor, right? The the one that everybody watches outdoor. There's a winter, you know, there's a winter Olympics. There are some indoor events too. The part that's always on TV, outdoor, right? So <laughs> that being said, there are formal outdoor events uh, that encourage socialization. Um, and then just to piggyback on that, the last point, this is a pandemic exclusive plus right here. It's safe. It presents necessary social distancing while still allowing for engagement with others. Okay. For those who don't know, I know y'all think pandemic is over. And I guess by definition of, as Corey stated before, whoever states that there is a pandemic can state that it's over. Right. But <laughs> if that's the case, you know what I mean? And it is officially over or quote unquote, people just think it's over. Um, I still recommend, you know, COVID is still a thing. It's still out here. I still recommend social distancing. You need to be at a safe uh, distance while performing uh, aerobic activity. Um, and outside, it's nothing but space outside, right? Uh, for people who don't know, COVID is considered a, I think it's officially been written off as an airborne um, airborne and uh, contact uh, virus, right? So if that's the case, that means you can get it from being within proximity of somebody or touching the same things that they've touched uh, where the germs are present. Sunlight actually destroys a lot of those germs, right? So what does that mean? Being in an outdoor environment, even if you got to share the same, you know, space with somebody and you are less than six feet apart being exposed to extreme heat like we are in the summertime actually has a you know a higher percentage of killing those germs so what does that mean you are less contagious outside the germs are not contained to a specific area as well as the sunlight has a higher chance of destroying them yes i'm giving you a COVID talk sprinkled in in my message right here okay be outside if you're going to get this work all right among other things, not only are you going to get more work, better work, and have a you know an elevated mood while doing so, but you are going to be safe. And that is important because we want you to get this work and be able to go home to your family and friends. All right. So those are the pros of being outside. You got anything on that, Corey, before I head into the cons real quick? Look, I'm just, you know, y'all, that was something you talk. <laughs> you, know, you know, all the jokes are running through my head right now. Uh, did you see about a uh, monkey pox? Which one? Which part? Look. <laughs> I, look, I didn't see a lot of that. The, the part where they're saying it could be an STD. Yeah, yeah. If it comes out as an S STD, y'all nasty. And this is what I talked. This is I, Gary V. If you ever see Listen. this, I'm so thankful. You already told y'all COVID is not the issue. This is y'all having unprotected sex. Literally, <laughs> and if it comes out, monkeypox is an STD. I don't care about it no more. Because if y'all don't know, Maryland slash DC, Baltimore DC has the highest. Baltimore had the highest, no, DC had the highest STD rates, and then it, it went to Baltimore, which if you're not from here, that's the same place. So people just move. <laughs> <laughs> so being oh, that we live no. in the place with the, the highest rate, it's like y'all, y'all wild. I don't understand. If it comes out monkey paws STD, I don't care. Y'all nasty. Y'all here like raw dog and everybody. Yes. You need to be you need to be weird. You need to be weird. not be weird, whatever you want to phrase it. So yeah. uh, no, nah, I would just say like, yeah, it's uh oh man, shout, yeah, shout man. out to the co the COVID. But if we come if a new STD is showing up, look, man, why can't aren't y'all struggling to have sex with people anyway? Don't y'all not? Never man. mind. It's not, it's not that it's not that I'm not doing this. Listen. Go ahead. Please please yep. get into the cons of okay. I was about to go into a tangent. Yeah, the is, look, people out here eating everybody's everything and then they wonder why they got us. look we Okay. Cardi B, start. I think, said that. Okay, all right. I'm, real, okay, start. this is Cardi. <laughs> Cardi B said something about uh, I don't know if it was strippers, but eating uh, you know, wings and stuff like that. And then you know, because they, all right, whatever, whatever, whatever. If you know what Cardi B said about that, just insert that here. 
Okay, <laughs> you need to you need to be careful about what you eat. That's all I'm gonna say. Speaking of obesity. Here we go again. Hey, well, I, I, I don't know if you got the, the updates. I, I, I've been preparing links, you know, when it's time to share the screen because they pull up your mint. I got some links on standby. Don't come over here with me with some of this obesity and stuff like that talk because I got links from the CDC and y'all are just going to be embarrassed. So, no, but Jordan, please, 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 please get on to the cons of indoor and outdoor exercise. All right, all right, all right. right. We're going we to slide into it. We're going to slide into it. Okay. So, cons, cons for outdoor. I'm going to try to roll through these really quick because some of them are just the, uh, antithesis i think i said that right of the pro of the pros all right what does that mean it's the opposite okay so <laughs> cons weather plays a prime role in timing and type of exercise that goes without saying if you are outdoor and exposed to the environmentals the environmentals have a direct and i mean direct impact on what you can do and how long you can do it if it's hot outside there is a heat index for you know based off of the temperature outside how long you're supposed to be outside uh in what type of activity you're supposed to do outside okay if it's hot Usually that heat index, I mean, for people who don't know, you have an Apple Watch. The heat index is actually on the Apple Watch. If you have the, uh, what is it, the thermometer on there, it'll actually turn red. When you're not supposed to, when you're in a severe heat index. So the numbers themselves will turn red when you're in a severe heat index. It's usually about 90, close 88 or higher. You know what I mean? The numbers themselves will turn red. And that usually means you're not supposed to be outdoors for more than 15 minutes of extreme uh, activity. What does that mean? High aerobic activity, as you again, we talked about VO2 max, 70% or higher is hit. High, high, high interval, high intensity interval training should not be performing hit outside for more than 15 minutes or any activity that simulates a 70% VO2 max or higher. What does that mean? If it's hot, don't be outside all day. All right. Half of y'all don't drink enough water to be outside that long, anyways. Y'all should probably should listen. Okay. Or somebody could be scooping you up off the sidewalk. All right. So the weather plays a direct impact on what you can and cannot do. Uh, clearly, that goes for the opposite of just heat. If it's cold outside, you know what I mean? Be mindful of that because you can only do so much. Uh, if it starts thunderstorming, you should just probably come inside because you don't run the risk of getting sick. Don't be that person who's a Superman. I have a friend. He's a very good friend of mine. Shout out to him. He knows who he is. But he tries to ignore the environmentals and it's like bro I, he's one of those people he's more of a and again shout out to this is one of my favorite fitness people but shout out to david goggins because he'd be out here getting it in regardless of the weather it don't matter rain shine rain uh, uh shining snow whatever he's out here getting his mileage in and he's proved that he can do it successfully However, all of us are not David Goggins, okay? If it's just raining, bring your ass inside, a, all right? Mo most of y'all are bitches. <laughs> you don't know, look, if you don't know, <laughs> David Goggins might be the toughest person on earth. At least that's real English, talk. So you can understand what he says. That Real-tale. man is certified. He, he's, uh, he was Navy SEAL and Army Ranger, I think. Yeah. If y'all don't know that, never mind. Yeah, he's, yeah. Look, if you, if you don't board, know. okay? If, look. If, you don't, if you think I have a problem, look. if you don't like Dave Ramsey, <laughs> go ahead and find David Goggins. The he do he tomorrow he cuss at you yeah. he, he does not care he does not care he does not care he ruthless he ruthless yeah. Yeah, Dave Goggins is, a, is literally a no BS type of person. Yeah. There's a he literally has it's a no excuses type of that's his mantra basically no excuses all right Man. rain shot if you want to get the people make time for what they want he takes that but the extreme version right if you want to get this working you gonna get the working it, it it doesn't matter you know what I mean my yeah. man's be outside running with no shirt with the snow coming down he'd be running a ten piece like for people yeah. who don't know that's ten miles like yeah. you know what I mean like it. The, the man and, is built tough, right? Yeah. <laughs> in short, I think he was 300 pounds or so, and he dropped all that weight and got into the Navy SEALs. And after he like he was failed a couple of times, but if you just want to, if you don't know, Navy SEALs seals are the hardest physical things humans have created to qualify <laughs> to qualify for. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you don't know what the Navy SEAL qualification is, okay, it's the top, top, top tier. Obviously, different branches going to argue that theirs is better. But Navy Navy SEAL is the people, you know, you don't really know. But, you know, Bin Laden, those supposed to be people who went and got him. Okay. So if you, if you want to know, if you want to know. I mean, if you're questioning it, look, just look up their, I mean, they all have different names, but their PT tests, like, you know, you start looking at the physical qualifications, arguably, yeah, they, they're they at the top, not among the top, you know what I mean? Yeah. Gotta be top two and they not two, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. If, you, <laughs> if, you've seen yeah, if you've seen 300. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spartan type stuff. Anyways, yeah. but yeah, so bringing it back full circle, that is one of the main cons of being outside. Uh Another thing is it is a public space. It is not exclusive to your activity. Again, this goes back to the safety thing that we were saying on the pro side. Um, when you're outside, you're outside. Nobody owns outside, right? People do technically own property, but they do not own all of outside. If you are running outside on the street or on the sidewalk or your predetermined route, somebody has every right in the world to run next to you. As long as you, you or somebody else doesn't own that property, they can be outside. It is not exclusive to your activity all right so you have to keep that in mind that you know what i mean you you just got if you outside with somebody you got to share the sidewalk that's how that works if not go on the other side i mean but again they have they have every right to to come on the other side too but that being the case is nothing is exclusive that's the point right um you can't guarantee that now we're getting indoor fitness and it's not necessarily exclusive in there either but usually it is a one-to-one -one ratio for the facilities and we'll get into that um so one of the other major cons of outdoor is lack of facilities or unable to call for a planned workout audible or take a break, AKA use the restroom. When you outside, you outside. What does that mean? You don't have any form of facilities. What does that mean? You don't have any machines. Um, it makes it extremely difficult to call a audible for the planned workout. So what does that mean? If I go outside and I plan on running or doing some form of hit and I decide, oh man, I don't want to do any hit you you're limited to what is outside and what's outside you in the environment that's it and anything you bring right uh <laughs> clearly that is not the case for when you get into an indoor uh facility as they have other machines if somebody is using the machine that you plan to use that day you can call an audible and go use another machine and it, it saves you time when your workout right you just you, you know you do a little mental switch boom somebody's using the 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 lat press i can go over here put some 45s on a barbell do a shoulder press boom alternative exercise still hitting the same muscle groups right you cannot do that when you're outside unless you have the facilities to do so also as far as taking a break goes taking a break outside you don't necessarily get put in a relaxed state because you're exposed to those environmentals as well as you do not have the facilities to use the restroom properly okay for those who don't know <laughs> whipping your stuff out outside can be a it, it is a it is technically illegal and you can't get put on the <laughs> you can if you get caught it will get put on the sex offender list okay for whipping your stuff out publicly outside so we do not condone that all right i know some people do it but you probably shouldn't okay if you want to take that risk and have to report yourself every time you live within 500 feet of a school you go for it but i wouldn't recommend that all right uh last but not least con for out for outdoor fitness safety is not guaranteed response time for emergency depend is dependent on the location so saying how we were saying all oh, you have all that freedom for that waterway activities that is also a positive but also a negative because you are let's say you're outside hiking you know what i mean you up in the mountains and you have some type of emergency and it involves all the people that you're with guess what you are subject to whatever the response time is for a for a uh, first offender first responder i said first offender first responder to get there okay <laughs> defender responder the people that's come to help you all right <laughs> to get there so what does that mean it is not always safe that being said please be please 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 
be careful when you're outside performing any type of activity uh plan ahead bring a first aid kit if you're going hiking uh bring the necessary materials to be safe tell somebody where you're going so in case you don't have any type of reception and you don't you're not back by a certain time they can send a search party or come themselves to come look for you just be smart when you're being outside you'll be you'd be surprised about how many accidental cases there are where people go up to mountains and don't come back because they broke a leg and didn't tell anybody where they're going didn't have any cell phone reception and they died but they got attacked by a mountain lion and you know again didn't tell anybody and couldn't survive long enough for the first responders to get there there's a variety of cases that is a true story by the way there are I, I specifically remember a case of two gentlemen that went to the mountains, got attacked by some, you know, some form of animal up there. I have to forget if it was a bear or a mountain lion, but they got attacked, got injured, didn't tell anybody where that, didn't have any signal, and they perished. And by the time somebody figured it out, it was like a week later. So, <laughs> what what type of people are these people? Doing? I'm joking. Don't answer that question. Don't answer that question. Okay. <laughs> did I did I did I say did I tell you that they was watching something on the news? And it, it was at a, like a ski resort and people were going skiing and one of the uh, courses were closed off. And, you know, you got a yellow sign that says warning, an orange sign that says danger, a red sign that right. says if you do this, you will die. It was yeah. red saying if you do this, you will die. Two people went on it. And guess what happened? All right, you keep going. <laughs> this is the type of logic that I think I don't understand why people don't grasp. It literally said if you get on this mountain, you will die. And then two men got on it and died. <laughs> and it's on the news. And I'm like, now let you know me ask much? you, Corey. Go ahead. What, what kind of people were these? I call these WPAs. Okay. All right. White people okay. activities or white people accidents. You can you can interchange the A. But I mean, is one you know how much how smart someone has to be to figure out if you partake in this, you will die. Like, you know, like I say rocket science, right? It's not rocket science. However, rocket science is hard. If you mess up, everyone dies. If you yeah. know, so it's like yeah. you got you got you gotta heed these things. But you were talking about the uh, I don't know if you saw probably didn't. You're talking about uh, you know dealing with a mountain lion or a bear. Did you hear yeah. about the the fight of bear versus a gorilla? Yeah, I think so. Somebody I'll say like, that. Hey, then. I'll say it to them then. If we got time, I put it on there. I'm gonna run through these real quick. We we gonna knock this out. Okay, so transitioning into the indoor pros and cons, I'm going to glaze through some of these because they kind of got highlighted in highlighting some of the outdoor pros and cons, so we're going to make it quick, all right? Indoor pros, alternative workouts can be created if uh, if plan goes awry. So again, I highlighted this before. There's a variety of equipment in indoor facilities. So, you know, if you're in a gym, you know, they, I mean, especially if you're in like a, a, what am I? Uh, there are different types of gyms for people who don't know. There are like the the standard gyms that people go to. You know, like your Planet Fitness, your Golds, right? And you got the ones that are for like serious, like powerlifters or super, you know, people who are adept in the strength training. Uh, so pe- for people who don't know, the average gym goes from like five pounds to like eighty pounds in dumbbells. The powerlifting gyms go from like they start at like fifty pounds and go to like two fifty in dumbbells. You know what I mean? So that's if you if that's that's usually a key indicator. On top of there being way more weights in you know like stations for like bench press, deadlift, etc. If you if you needed to figure out what type of gym you're in, whether it's a standard gym or like a powerlifting gym, look around at the dumbbells. That's the easiest way to find out. Look around at the people. That's probably the second easiest way to find out. If you got people walking around with no neck, you know what I mean, and muscles that you can't pronounce, that's probably a powerlifting gym. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you're probably in a regular gym um not to mention most powerlifting gyms you have to seek them out okay yeah they're not they're less common than your planet fitness planet fitness is a chain powerlifting gyms you usually are one-offs not saying that they can't be chains but they're usually like one-offs uh you know what i mean have unique names etc um that being the case, yeah, alternative workouts can be created if a plan goes awry. Uh, somebody's using your machine, you just go find another machine that targets the same muscle groups as stated earlier. All right, so that is a pro of indoor fitness. Another one is group classes allow for joint workouts and instruction from an expert trainer. 
one of my favorites. All right. So <laughs> uh, pro to indoor fitness. Again, you can sweat with your buddy. All right. For people who don't know or who have not started a fitness journey yet, sweating together is a sure way to continue to kind of, you know, get your, your morale together to start. Shout out to the Fit Fam. We sweat every Monday and Wednesday at 6 p.m. If you would like to join us, you know where to find us. But if not, I'll plug you in at the end of this episode. Keep listening. Um, but <laughs> we get it in in a group environment. And one of the main feedbacks I've had from all of feedbacks, one of the main points that I've had from all of my clients is that they enjoyed the class feel and sweating with someone else makes them not feel as insecure about it while they are doing it, right? What you will figure out on your fitness journey is, you know, everything is not going to go as intended. You might see an exercise and, you know, it might not look like exactly how the trainer is doing it. But when you see other people in the class doing it the same way that you're doing it, because you're all learning how to do it, it makes you feel less insecure about it. Okay. So group, a group environment provides that and that's usually in an indoor environment now that's not saying that somebody can't teach a group class outside it's just usually extremely less common um i'll be honest on you know being a cpt on this side i don't see too many outdoor group fitness classes um i've seen running collectives where people meet up to run and perform aerobic activity but not necessarily a full-on group class um yeah that's about right um oh so and also instruction from an expert trainer again Trainers are available in gyms. Gyms, you know, gyms hire professionals to teach strength training, aerobic activity, et cetera. You name it. There's a run of the spectrum for some type of fitness activity. They usually have some type of SME for each one. You can partake in those usually as a part of your membership for the gym, or you can pay for whatever the extra class is. Usually they range anywhere from five to 20 bucks per class, depending on what it is and the classification of the instructor. But you can take that in your indoor environment. OK, so that is a pro as well. Uh, last but not least on the pro list for indoor environment is climate control allows for controlled temperature during exercise for optimal workout. So again, what does that mean? It's the opposite of what I said for the outdoor folks. So, so people who don't want to get into their caloric deficit uh, right away and you kind of want to tiptoe. It's like sticking your, your, your toe in the water in the pool versus jumping in with the cannonball. Outdoor fitness is the cannonball, right? You want to stick your toe in and you, you just want to kind of get used to uh, fitness in, in a controlled environment. You want to go to the gym because most of the time the gym, if it's hot outside in the summer, they got the air on. If it's you know cold outside, they got the heat on, right? It is a, a pre-climatized environment made to best suit uh, your natural temperature and keep you comfortable while exercising. Uh, for those who know me, I, look, I don't necessarily believe in it. You're, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. All right. That's, that's part of being, you know, and going and un, undergoing a fitness journey, right. Is putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's how you push your limits. That is how you, you know, hit the gains that you want to hit. But if you want to target, you know, being in a climatized environment, that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that you want to, I believe going 110% off the jump because if you do the hardest thing first, everything else seems easy. I mean, if you don't agree with that logic, you know, show me what your logic is and then come compare your results with mine. That's all I'm gonna say. But <laughs> do the hardest thing first, everything else seems easy. You know what I mean? If I can run in 90 degree weather, when it gets cold outside, what you talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, to each his own. Some of the cons for indoor, we're gonna run through these real quick too because some of these are obvious. The cost. Indoor fitness costs money most gyms come at a membership and it may not fit into your budget all right uh let me put it this way outdoor fitness can cost money too but ultimately i don't know a public gym that you can get into for free uh unless you get into one on base or you are a student and even then it's probably not free it's just a part of your either your tuition room and board that you don't know about or it for, for those who are on base 
your part of your taxes are that's coming out your paycheck pay for the gym so you just <laughs> so it, it's it costs one way or another if you are going to a public gym that being said for those who you know who own their own gym stuff you know that home gyms uh your home gym equipment is always uh is always an option but most people you know that's not an affordable option or if you're not in the fitness long term you're just doing it to hit a you know specific goal and then you want to quit you know what i mean it doesn't seem as feasible to spend that kind of money because it can be kind of pricey um speaking from experience uh, but that is one of the cons for indoor fitness is the cost. Uh, a second point that is a con for indoor fitness is most gyms require additional uh, life costs, such as transportation, uh, to take part in their membership. You got it again, a public gym, unless it's, unless you own it. I mean, and you live there, you got to get to it, right? So there are additional costs with getting to the public gym. If you don't have a car, you got to take public transportation. If you don't have a car, you can also, you know, pay somebody to get there that's going to the gym, but you still got to probably throw five on the tank because, you know, gas is expensive. That being said, there is an additional cost to get to the gym. Even if you got to catch the metro, you got to pay for a metro card. You see what I'm saying? There are costs to get to the gym. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's for indoor fitness. Guess what's free? Outside. You can always step outside and get that work in, and it's right outside your door. You know what I mean? It's you, you, you got to get out there anyway. Chances are you go into the store. You got to You got to go outside. Right. It's there for the taking experience and take it all in. Use it. Make it fit into the budget. This is what Corey was saying, where, you know, you can't you can't tell me that you can't get to exercise. And when there are free options available, they're just not the, the comfortable options that you would like. But they are out there and they do exist. OK, uh, last two points and I'm out of here. OK, cons for Indoor fitness also includes sharing equipment can spread germs and add time to the workout. So this, again, is not, not necessarily pandemic exclusives, but a, a point that I do want to highlight as we are still, quote unquote, in a pandemic. Uh, sharing equipment can spread germs. Everybody does not wipe down their equipment. I know there are signs up there saying that you are supposed to do so. However, you know, people act just like Corey said. They get on the slope where it says if you get on this, you'll die. People don't wipe down their equipment after they, you know what I mean? They, <laughs> they don't wipe down their equipment after they use it. That being the case, germs can spread. As I just stated, COVID is considered a contact virus as well as uh, aerial, right? So you can catch it from being in the same space. You can catch it from touching the same stuff. That being the case, please, 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 if you are going into a public facility and using shared equipment, make sure you, you know, social distance if you can. If you can't, make sure you wipe it down before use. All right. Use use the wipes. The wipes should be um, like some type of uh, bleach material or, or, you know, some type of, uh, what's, what's, is it an anis, not an antiseptic? What's it called, Corey, when it's a, a cleaning material? Uh, antitoxin or, uh, I was gonna say antidepressant. It should be alcohol based. Let's put it that way. Oh, it okay. should be disinfectant. It should be some type disinfectant. of disinfectant. Okay. It's definitely yeah. not an antidepressant. Right. Look, <laughs> I promise y'all we're smart. Okay. Look. <laughs> It should be something that can make it clean, all right? It should be a disinfecting material, okay? Some type of Clorox, Lysol, uh, you know what I mean, et cetera. Usually the gym, if it's a public gym, provides those. If they don't, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to bring your own. I, during the pandemic, I brought Clorox wipes with me, you know what I mean? Just because if they didn't have them, I had them. And if they didn't, you know, if I didn't trust the ones they had, smell the Clorox wipes. It is okay to smell your gym's Clorox wipes. If they don't smell like they got alcohol in them and you know what alcohol smells like, use your own, Okay. I highly encourage you to clean before and after the equipment, clean it for yourself, clean it for the next person. Okay. That's courteous gym etiquette. All right. Uh, last but not least, a con from indoor fitness is insecurities form, which prevent others from prioritizing gains. Look, I'm going to end it on this note. All right. If you're in the gym, go in there and get that work. Okay. Stop letting others, what do they call it? Gym intimidate. Stop letting others gym intimidate you. Okay. If I'm in there getting my work, I'm in there to get my work. I'm not thinking about you, okay? 
I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for putting this work in for the, the, you know, the length that I've been putting it in. If you see me, you know, benching 225 or 315, it's because I've been putting in years worth of work to bench three, you know, 225 to 315. That's not to gym intimidate you. That's for me to get my work, get my gains in and get out of here. You go in, focus on you. It's you versus you every time you walk through the door. Okay. If you keep that mindset, stay locked in on your goals and get in, get your work in and get out. I promise you, those insecurities will start to fade away. All right. Maybe we'll have a whole episode dedicated to that later. Play, play the rock. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is... I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you, let me tell you we don't care. Yeah, we are the person's muscles. Saying yeah. they, don't, they don't they don't care. What you should do is humble yourself and ask them for advice on how to get stronger. Hopefully they don't well, say steroids. But you know, that makes too much sense. That makes too much sense. It makes too much sense to ask somebody who's at where you want to be at for help. Then, then okay. And you'd be surprised. Most gym people that are, you know, that put in the work are extremely friendly and they will help you get better. All right. Because they love I don't, if you don't y'all don't know, they got you got a lot of small set of people, you know, their body is designed to get them large quickly. Man, yeah. if they if a big person goes to the gym a lot, so, that, so yeah. they know a lot. And they and they're actually, you know, what I mean, they they actually take pride in what they do. Clearly, if they're at that size where you know you're asking them for help, because you you know the difference between somebody. I like to consider myself fit, right? But I am not huge. There are people who go and live, eat, and breathe the gym. Now, mind you, I live, eat, and breathe fitness, but I am still human. You know what I mean? I, I got other things outside of fitness. You know what I mean? That I that I do take part in. For for people who don't know, this is not necessarily my nine to five. This is my side hustle. That being said, I am a very dedicated fitness professional. However, there are people who literally live eat sleep and dream this those are the people in the gym with you know less than five percent body fat that got muscles the size of my head they would you know they they have nothing but time to teach you about what it is that you want to you know what you want to learn and they're, they're like i said they're usually pretty nice about it i've only in in my days in the gym i think i'm don't get me wrong i've encountered some assholes right but they're very few and far in between and most of them are just because they're on a time crunch it's not because they don't necessarily want to teach you it's just because you probably asked on the wrong day at the wrong time right uh, that being the case, again, don't be gym intimidated. Don't get insecure about your body when you're in the gym because you'd be surprised how many people are in there just trying to learn just like you are. All right. Nobody's a professional unless you see them on TV getting medals. You know what I mean? For powerlifting. Nobody's a professional at this. All right. Everybody's just out here doing what they think is best for their body type. OK. Uh, trainers are human, too. You know, while we are SMEs and supposedly certified, supposedly certified in the area, we're still people. You know what I mean? We're going to tell you what's best. What we think is best based on the facts that we've learned but ultimately you know again we're out there trying to get that work every day too all right don't be gym intimidated get over your insecurities get the gains in that's it for me boss those are the outdoor and indoor pros and cons for fitness round of applause round of applause <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I feel like I was talking really fast. Was that a lot? <laughs> I've been listening. I was trying to put you on the big screen while it was giving you the round of applause. Oh, how do I single screen you? I can single screen you. Damn it. No, here we go. There we go. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I would appreciate it. Look. <laughs> Shout out to our YouTube followers. But, uh, what's the call? What were you asking? My memory. No, I was saying I feel like I was talking fast. I was trying oh. to make sure I got through it, but. As someone who talks fast, yeah, I've been listening yeah. to the, the recent episodes. I'm like, dang, I'm yeah. My if you don't know me, I talk extreme. I don't talk fast, but I talk a lot faster than most people. So I talk fast. <laughs> I don't I, I I don't be talking fast. Every now and then I actually end up talking fast, which I'm probably talking fast now about talking fast. Okay. So 
right. All right. Do you have anything else? No, sir. That wraps up the fitness section. Shall we get oh. on to On to the finance section. Let's go. Let's bring that up. So you ready for this, Corey? Yeah, you got to wait till it comes back around here. I'm going to hide it and make it come back. Okay. <laughs> First finance question. It's moving Is so it fast. Bad? I got it. I got it. I'm looking. Oh, you got it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. Is it better to take a pay cut for the benefits or keep slash take a higher salary? Shoot. With the way these prices are going, y'all better take this damn higher salary. <laughs> Is that That's the bluff? That's the bottom line up front? Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man okay all right as, as you if it's your first time listening what i do is i answer the question to answer the question and be respectful then i give my answer which is the actual answer okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so um then i gotta read the question again so she take a pay cut it's not really like take a pay cut but it's the general conversation of usually the higher salary positions have less benefits than not less benefits but their benefits aren't as good actually they, they can't have less let me not let me not lie they can't have less benefits but they usually benefits aren't as good when you're comparing two positions and one has a higher salary so you usually go down in salary for better benefits that's not a one-to-one trade-off where it always occurs that's just a general situation for most of you listening to this in the maryland dmv nova area you obviously know this if you're in the government slash contracting world right contracting usually has higher salaries but benefits aren't as good government has lower salaries but the benefits are a lot better so that's the just a general uh, conversation right there to set it up it always depends for your particular situation right if you don't if you're healthy and don't have a family slash children, then you might as well go for the higher salary. One of the things when it comes to benefits, and if you're also someone like me who don't be taking off, okay? If you're one of these people like to take off work, then you got to go somewhere to go that has annual leave and sick leave. You can't go somewhere with just PTO, right? Which is paid time off where you can just, there is no annual or sick leave. You just use it, you just use it when you use it, okay? Versus annual leave, which uh, always accrues, but usually as a cap and, it only a certain amount rolls over versus sick leave, which is essentially infinite. And it just keeps going and going. There's no cap on it in general. Um, but, you know, if you're healthy um, and you have and you don't have a family and you don't have any children, then you should might as well take the higher salary. Because in short, outside of the 401k match and any like an HSA, they might give you an HSA or, you know, they put a certain dollar amount in your HSA. My job gives us two hundred dollars a year for our HSA for those of us that have it you really don't need any benefits. Like for me, I don't use my medical benefits. I, I pay for it, but I, I literally, I literally don't use them. <laughs> so whether I was covered or not covered, I mean, I, I get a physical, but as far as like actually using my medical insurance, I literally don't use it. So, I, cause I'm in a situation where I'm healthy, right? Per my physical, per, from my doctor. So we're from the doctor after my blood work, right? But I'm relatively healthy for my age, and um, you know, I, I don't, I don't get hurt. Shout out to me, stop playing recreational adult sports. That's one reason I stopped doing it because people laugh. I'm not paying these damn copays. Not, not for, <laughs> look, I can get physical exercise without getting hurt. You know, it's different you when go. you have the aspirations of making money when you're uh, in your teenage days, but when you're actually paying to play, <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. But if you're in a situation where your health is um, very good. And so 
the reason I said no family, no children, uh, healthcare is significantly higher when you have to do the family option, <laughs> significantly higher. Um, and then obviously there's dental as well. So, you know, take care of your teeth, you know, brush twice a day, floss, as, you know, listen to your dentist about what you should be doing, but you should be br brushing and flossing and using some type of mouthwash consistently. Um, and then obviously vision, vision varies. If you need glasses, then obviously you're going to be kicking that out. Glasses or contacts. I was there. I got LASIK, so I don't use that anymore. But um, I, I, I've been at the table many a times. My mom was figuring out the insurance for getting me glasses and contacts. But outside of really vision, which you, you can't control, but so much, if you're healthy, you shouldn't really be needing to use your medical or vision insurance. And so you can take a higher salary position where the benefits might be as good, might not be as good, where you have a higher copay, higher deductible, et cetera. It just the benefits might not be as beneficial or benefits that are beneficial compared to a lower salary position that has higher benefits. So in short, what you should do is take the higher salary position. And since you have a higher income, you can leverage that money and save it to create a buffer for the lack of benefits that you might not be getting. So you might have a higher copay, right? At a higher salary position, but you do have this higher income, right? And you can use that for some money to the side, shout out to the budget, right? And use that to your benefit. Um, one of the, uh, plus is about uh, now. Nah, I know. I know we put pay cut on here. That's a general situation. But a job that has better benefits, right? Is that you get the leave? You get you if you do need the healthcare, right? So it's, it's other sides. The people, who, the people who do need it. So let's say you do have a family, or if you're in Jordan's situation, Jordan does have a family, but you have a chronic condition. So you you need you need the you need the medical insurance, right? You you, right. you actually need it. Unlike my situation, where I'm not dealing with anything. Then you you have to you have to you have to take the coverage. Like the the salary, obviously, you need to make a living wage, right? But then we get to the budget again to set these debt payments, investments, lifestyle. But I mean, you you have to take the medical coverage that you need. So it might be. You know, the higher premium, right? Lower deductible, but higher premium. You might not get the access to the HSA and or F, F or, or FSA, depending on, you know, what your job offers. But you do you do have to um, think about that if you do have a family or any type of chronic issue. You got to take the coverage that you need. OK, right. so that, that those are those are one of the things to think about as far as just naturally benefits versus higher salary. It really depends on your position. OK, now that the actual answer. <laughs> what I what I what I what I did, right? <laughs> the actual right, answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I well, you know, I mean, goddamn you, Robert Kelly. But I like to talk to the youth. I like to. I I rather. I believe, like I said, God made hell for a reason. Give me the youth, and let me give me some people who have not messed up yet, so I can so I can set them up. <laughs> it's hard for me to clean up people that are already messed up. But the route I've taken is I've taken a hit on the side. Oh, and. Pay, pay cut as well right we got remote work in here as well now right shout gotcha. out to post pandemic life but i've taken the route where would that technically be a benefit i put that in the benefits category in my head yeah right? i put it in the in the benefits category where sort of like would you like now right more more people well, not more but people are having to go back to work and it's like higher salary to go to work lower salary for remote it's like right. what's the remote benefit obviously you have to equate how long it takes to go to work right you have to equate you know gas now right high i know you know it doesn't happen a lot but it does higher chance to get in an accident like there's all, all these things right you got to eat out like you'll be likely to have a higher propensity to eat out now versus you know you're not eating at home all the time there's all these things i guess we're right. doing that a lot but there's all these things that we didn't realize that we were doing until we <laughs> until the pandemic happened and you realize how much <laughs> stuff that you do when you go out the i mean i remember people i used to when well, no, we go into the office they eat out almost every day i mean and 
if for those of y'all who don't know, now that I do the budget, <laughs> that eating out budget is is crucial. You're spending your grocery bill and you're eating out budget on the same day. Don't recommend you do that. And, you know, you're eating out at lunch and then they're going home and they're eating their grocery bill. It's like, my goodness. Mm. Rough math, right? Let's say the average meal is ten dollars a day. You know what I mean? You got what four weeks in a month, and you only work five of those days. You got what? That's twenty two. Am I right? That's yeah, because it's, it's twenty two days. days. Twenty yeah, yeah, so twenty two, twenty three. We talking about anywhere from two twenty to thirty at ten dollars a day, right? That's about right. It's two hundred thirty. Look, I'm pretty good. With that. It's two hundred thirty dollars a day. Just a, just one lunch. You, just, just the lunch. you know, people doing coffee. They're going yeah, to yeah. Starbucks. <laughs> That's I'm on the way there. Look at that. Hey, so it's, it's really yeah. probably closer to thirty dollars. This, you know, you got taxes and stuff. Stuff costs more, but let me say, yeah, it was it was ten dollars. It was it was. Lunch that was easy. Man. That was the only reason yeah. I did that. I'd be going to Chick Fil A now, and I'd be like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> growing up, right? You know, growing up, it's like it was not this much. It wasn't. It was not. It's like breakfast is ten dollars now. At yeah, why, you know, breakfast why is always cheaper. Twenty dollars. I'm like, goddamn. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> Nah, yeah, obviously. So you you have to. I mean, there are a lot, there are a lot of different benefits out there, not just the uh, benefits, nutritional, you know, four hundred one k match, medical, dental, vision. You got remote work. You got for those of you who work in a metro area, your job might give you a stipend, so you actually don't have to pay to go to work. Like there's there's all. I mean, there are multitude of benefits out there. You got HSA, FSA. Like I said, my job actually matches to my HSA, so they give us two hundred dollars on top of whatever money we contribute, and they give us a two hundred dollars right away too. It's not you know prorated throughout the year. So wow. there's a lot of yeah. So a lot of these, you know, different benefits out here, right? But now, now we're talking about the actual answer. So what would I tell, you know, a high schooler slash college student, right? I would tell them to take the benefits route and then work your way up to the salary. Because what you can do, which is the route I've taken, is that I force myself. Now, I know you got to be, you know, strict. You got to ex- exercise your rights when it comes to the budget, right? Mm-hmm. But I put myself in the position where I already have the remote work and and I got the benefits as well. I mean, benefits all the way there. I guess you, it's luck, right? I mean, what your, the jobs offer. Right. But now I'm just in a position where all I, all I need now is more money. So I, I don't need more money because my salary is at, is at a comfortable place. But since I'm at such a good place from a benefit standpoint, every extra dollar that gets added on from a salary mm-hmm. standpoint is a significant plus. I've already checked one thing off. So that's what I that's what I would generally recommend, because what happens is usually need the benefits when it comes to having the family. And if you have to take the pay cut from a salary, saying I'd rather you slowly increase your income than take a pay cut. It's sort of the same way I look at the budget where I say I want to get you to the point where I get you at a stable foundation, aggressively paying off the debt and emergency fund, a nice cash flow position to where you start investing, you don't have to stop. I don't want to put you in a position to where you may have to stop investing. So I look at the same way from a salary and. Uh, situation. I'd rather you do slow salary increases than have to do salary cuts because when you have to have the family, you're probably, you're, you're going to want it. That, that's going to be the dire situation. You're trying to manage that out. So I'm in a situation where I'm at home, right? So I already, already had the stay at home job, right? You know what right. I mean? And so since I already had the debt paid off, et cetera, and, I, and so I can, I just calculate if I'm at financially where I'm going to be. And if I'm like, yeah, then you look at, you know, the time period It's you know, depending on, you know, how much you want to space your kids out, but how long do I have to take the lower salary, right? Right. Versus, you know, to be able to be at home. And then now we're talking about benefits. It's not just really benefits. It's the entire pay package, which is your salary and your benefits. So I recommend mm-hmm. you look at that from the jump, which is what I usually do. I look at everything that they're offering versus just the salary because you can't, you can't, one thing money can't buy is time. 
Okay. And so now with this, yes. now, now with this remote life, and you're talking to somebody who did an hour commute both ways until, until I was doing remote work <laughs> at every, at every job I had, I was working in DC and Towson. So I was two hours commuting. And then when I was doing the Metro, when I was going to DC, I did, I was losing those two hours. I was commuting, but I wasn't transporting myself. I was on the train. And so that allows me to do stuff. Then I went and started driving to Towson. I'm on 695 every day, still two hours. Really, it was more because if you don't know, 695 track is from hell, but um, literally, literally. That's, where, that's where Satan lives. But um, <laughs> they talk about the five in California, you know, the highest rate of accidents are Baltimore and DC. I don't, I don't know why we get so much disrespect. Then they look at the numbers and it's us. Regardless, <laughs> we're at the top. <laughs> Income, everything. Regardless, though, not everything. We ask these two. Regardless, though, Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Oh, no. But um, you know, when I was driving to work, obviously I I could do I I was able to do less, right? Because I mean, I can't. I mean, you know, you can listen to podcasts and things like that. Yeah, so you got to focus and drive. I can't take a nap. I can take a nap on the train. You know, there's all all these different benefits, right? That you get um, depending on you know your commute and things like that that the job offer. So I would definitely tell people to look at the entire package first. Obviously, when you're starting again, if you, when you're starting out, you likely don't have a child. So I can understand why you want to take that big salary hit. However, most people know if they want to have kids or not. This is why I don't give people any grace on that. There's no like, oh, no, do I want to be a parent today? You know, <laughs> you, you know, relatively young, whether or not you want to have kids, maybe not how many, because you might figure out, damn, kids cost a lot. So you might lower how many kids you want to have like me. <laughs> I went from four to two real quick. I was like, oh, no, who's sending that? Who's paying for them? Bump school. But, uh, you know. The numbers I, will, will have you doing some some subtraction real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Subtracting <laughs> kids out. Yeah, you know, just, just not making them show up. But uh, yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think, I think taking the salary hit is just a lot harder. It's just, it's just respectfully, a lot of people's ego is attached to their salary, and not only that, even it's not the ego, their lifestyle, their budget, mm-hmm. right, is attached to their salary, and so. I mean, you know, who's more well-versed in this? I don't recommend you decrease your income. <laughs> However, if you do it and it's at the at the benefit, right, of benefits, right, then we're looking at the full package, right? And you're, you're not just looking at how much stuff costs, right? You're looking at it just from a time standpoint, which is where you want to get to. You're looking at how much time are you getting with this, which is in short, you know, just look at the remote work, for instance. So now as soon as you're, if you're remote work, as soon as you're off at five, you were home as well. Yeah. You also, you also get to poop in your own bathroom, okay? <laughs> Hey, okay. a benefit that is often taken for granted. If you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. If you uh, you're going to office, why does okay random interjection? Why do all offices have that sandpaper ass toilet paper? What it's is cheaper. that about? It's cheaper. That's, that should be illegal. It should be illegal. It's crazy. Okay. It's, well, anyways, I, I'm not gonna go on a whole rant, but like, no, that, I mean, that, that, that's why. mad and comfortable. It's mad and comfortable. I guess it's probably is it to deter you to go to the bathroom at work? Because like I don't understand. No, like, no it's just cheaper. It's cheaper. I mean, but it hurts. Like it's, it's oh first thing I recommend is the grocery bill. But for I've never said this before. I would include groceries and toiletries at the same I same thing. I mean, you know, but I don't know if I've ever said that. My that's my bad being 60 damn episodes in. <laughs> Corey has never mentioned when they get toothpaste. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm saying that for um for uh toilet paper. Top tier. That's one of the last things getting cut. I've already discussed this with people. Nah, I need I need the top grade. I need extremely soft, extra charming soft. This is not no. a game. Okay, so that makes sense for the home, but like if you got to go. Oh, to work, yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. To... Oh, okay. You're not oh no, I'm not taking you to work. work. Yeah. Nah, yeah, but uh, when I was at Bowie, yeah, my mom bought me something. I was at school on campus. I had yeah. some. Yeah. No, yeah. To- toilet paper is top tier for me. It's not. A, it's not a game. Yeah. 
It's not a game. By the way, so for those of you who got that cheap ass toilet paper at your house <laughs> and you be invited, so, some people, yeah, some people want to know. Wild. Jordan, Jordan knows how bougie, bougie I am as he's talking about the uh, thermostat. <laughs> some of y'all stuff isn't up to my standard. And I'm not saying I got the most money, but I'm one of these people. If I could spend a thousand dollars, I'd rather have one thing that costs a thousand than 10 things that cost a hundred. I do not want a ten hundred. I need a. I want a thousand dollars. Quality all the time. Quality, quality. I do not care. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I do not care. I do not care. And I and I'm the type of person where I don't. I'm not like a. You can obviously overpay for things, but I was. I just get some more money. That that's how I look at. I just get. I'll just get some more money. As if I've never wasted money a day before in my life, right? So that's one reason I don't go out and stuff too. I take that going out money, and then I can maybe waste some more money on stuff but i always choose quality i don't like buying things over and over again not the same thing that i just i cannot do it my brain does not comprehend so i'll pay over for a reduction of time to get back my time on something because i actually have to go to the store which is equated to the price i mean okay whatever all right this is my section i don't know why i'm cutting myself my own self off however (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm trying to get back on track but yeah talk about To wrap up, though, uh, the pay cut versus the benefits. Yeah, I would definitely look at if you're just getting started in your career. Yes, I can understand the salary. And oh, yeah, Corey, what about the student loan debt you always talk about? Damn, look. OK, this is why I shout out to my high schoolers. You know, I ain't got no debt yet. See, this is, <laughs> if you, this is why I want to work with the high schoolers, because the college people probably already got student loan debt. But um, even then, though, you stay, stay at home. You should be able to pay it off in two years. If you stay at home, you probably take it off in pay it off in two years because you won't have any expenses. That's the one thing people don't want to discuss. You can definitely get out of student loan debt in three years if you stay at home after you graduate from yeah. your bachelor's. Unless you yeah. got, you know, you got you went to a private school and got a job that makes 40K, a degree that's giving you 40K. But um, yeah, because I, I would say the the money the money the money will come if you're in a field. Let me let me say let me let me be clear. If you're in a field that, that has a high income, eventually yeah. it will be there just naturally based off of your experience. And what you can do is you can leverage your experience for the benefits. So you can be in a position where, look, man, I'm, I'm the best y'all got. And y'all trying to hire for this position. And it's clear cut. And you're going to hire me. And you have no choice. And so you now have more equity at the table when you're discussing your benefits. A lot of people don't know. You can you can negotiate. Everyone is a contractor. You sign a, con- nice. you sign a contract when you get your job. Right? Okay. Maryland is also an at-will state where they can just let you go and you can quit for whatever reason. However, once you get, you know, the close to that 10 year mark, which a lot of you are going to be at roughly when you get around 30, which is when millennials are starting to have kids. If you're, quote unquote, good at your job, you should be able to work in some work from home days. Now, if you're still at that entry level, mid level position, then, yeah, you're going to you know fall victim to what they have to offer. But once you start getting to those senior level roles, those that decade in. Right. And, and again, also too, talking about jobs. You know, I mean, everyone doesn't make this, but you're talking about 150, 200 K plus jobs. You hard pressed for them to look at it like, nah, we're not going to tell you you can do anything because those those type of salaries require a certain set of people, which is a very small segment of the population. So you have more equity naturally because you're rare. But um, I, I think you can always get your, you. You can get your benefits by being better at your job. Excuse me. You can. Yeah, you can create your benefits by being better at your job. So when you want to make the salary jump. And increase the mm-hmm. salary from having a good benefits. You can still find a way to bring some of those benefits with you. Mainly, I was you know work. You can't you really control your medical benefits, things like that. They got what they got. But the main one people like is work from home from a family right. standpoint, which is really what this conversation is derived from. How do I still take care of my kids and see them when I want to, Corey, without taking a big pay cut? 
Well, if you're already there, you're already there and you're at where you're at. You got to you got to get the medical insurance. That's what you got to do. And which, right. whichever the salary is, it is what it is. You have to uh, be insured. Shout out to the financial house, the fifth thing in there. But if you're in a situation where you don't have really any kids, you're going to be married. If your spouse has a job and you guys might be on the same insurance. But if you're in a situation where your job or your career field can scale an income, then just build your skills and you're likely to be able to come to the table when it's negotiating time. When the job offers on the table, you're likely to be able to work in some work from home days. And also, too, best time to look for a job is when you already have a job. Being mm-hmm. in the position where you don't have to leave. That's what not the job at now, but my previous one. I straight up told them I'm not driving to Taos in five days a week. I will for, you know, you got a probationary period. After that, I'm not I said I'm not coming here five days a week or you can give me more money. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things, too. You need to you know know how much your time is worth. Right. Understand things like that. But I was like, yeah, I'm only coming here three days a week and and I'm not coming to work on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you, you only know your worth if you try. You have to learn how to negotiating is a skill. It's a lost art that people, you know, either people just don't learn or just not really good at. And you got to like Corey said, the best time to look for a job is when you have a job mm-hmm. you have you got then you can not saying that you should play one against the other, but you can hedge your bets. You know what I mean? On see what your value is on the outside. Right. And then say, Hey, this is what the industry, this is what market deems my value as. Can you match it or do better? If you really like that job, you give that job, your current job, the opportunity to match it. If not, you take your chances with industry. Right. But you know, if you're willing to get out anyway, jump ship, take one of the new jobs and you know, move accordingly. Because I was saying to earlier about, you know, taking the higher salary and compensate for the lack of benefits. If it's a hundred K difference in jobs uh, and that's not 700 K, 800 K. Right. But if it's, you know, if this is, you know, two times the difference, then you you should likely be able to compensate for whatever you're losing by not having the the, right. the, the option of the lower pay slash uh, job with better benefits. So, you know, if you're in a situation where you're looking at four or five hundred K right and the jobs offering you 200 250 k it's like bro if you don't use that other 200 k a year and buy you a damn nanny <laughs> or not buy I me mean, don't buy i guess you do you yeah. pay for one right you know I, mean, I don't want to say like you buy the people but you right. know if you pay for like you know so when there are those procure that service i got you yeah when there's you know freaking internet you know what i mean like, <laughs> when there's a there's that level of discrepancy yeah but if it's you know a 5 10k difference then you might as well you might as well choose the job with the better benefits now we get into taxes now i really got to sit down with you and see where everything is like where you're actually at but um in, in general the you're better off taking the job with the better benefits because it's likely the salary isn't that big of a difference unless you're in a situation like we we're talking about where you're dealing with the government versus contractor work but it's not it's not like bank of america's pay is that much different from wells fargo for the same position so the benefit right. you know what i mean it's, i mean that's that just doesn't make any sense so the, right. the benefits are they are however in this contracting world for the government that is how it works yeah. it is it is significantly different you could look at 50k difference and then for the, for the government position. versus contractor yeah same <laughs> position okay and and they're and from the government side the government do, benefits are significantly better they are they are significantly better and it's yeah. one of those things where Really, the question is, you take a government job or a contracting job straight out. I would say the government job so you can lock in some of that pension stuff and things like that and then transition over um, to the contracting world. Also, too, be intentional about your life and plan it out. When do you want to have kids? Things like that. Because it's not, you know, if you want to homeschool or not. But it's not like you're, you don't need to be at home for your kids for 10 years. It's just until they get the first grade. OK, so if your kids are two years apart, I've said this before, that's eight years. OK, the first kid will be there when they're six. And then two years later, the next one, will be there. that's eight years. Right. That is a decade damn near. But it's like, you know, 
also too, your income should be increasing. Okay. A lot of you don't in increase your income at the rate you increase your debt. Shout out to keeping up with the Joneses. That's the issue. I talked about that on the last episode. How I'll be fumbling the bag. Don't mm -hmm. do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Look at me. I'm, I'm seeing like I'm Darth Vader. I'm out here in the dark. Y'all yeah. don't watch these videos. Regardless, though, y'all yeah. actually do watch the videos, but you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, so I, I would definitely I'm gonna, say... I'm going to get Corey a ring light. That's on the list of things to do. We give I, do got a lot. I know I, I meant to turn it on. I just that... We were flowing so well. But, got you. Um, but uh, yeah, I was going to turn it on at the beginning, but it was useless. I'm like, I, I should, you know, calculating these lips, speaking of bills. Right. But, uh, but um yeah it's it's a hard situation this is a, a question for people in their late 20s early 30s about to start the family shout out to the people in their late 20s early 30s like me no disrespect <laughs> okay okay shout out to being 29 in a couple of months mm -hmm. but um yeah it, it get it gets hard and it gets con <laughs> it does oh, it, it does get hard and it gets confusing but also too this is the one and let's see if you get married this decision is a lot easier if you're both going to work because now you got two. What, what generally happens is one person, not generally, but in short, one person has the benefits job and one person has a salary job. Mm. Okay. Cause you, you don't, you don't need two medical plans. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So someone goes and gets the job with the insurance and someone goes and gets a job. So you can, you know, you have, you actually can live and then boom, that's how you solve that problem. Obviously if you're single, you don't have that option, but that that's, um, one of the one of the benefits of marriage if you're in a situation where the person who one of you can have a significantly higher income and you can compensate you know for the daycare child care things like that then the other person i'm not saying man or woman i'm just saying the other person the other person goes <laughs> i don't want y'all to get me on that either i've been very good the other person takes a benefits job okay and then and then you're good to go because like i said you don't need two medical plans right you're on, you're on your spouse's medical plan so you're good right. to go and you, and also too Let's just say you both have high salary jobs and great benefits. You just you choose the best one. Like you, you don't make use of both of them. Right. Yeah, outside of the 401k, but from the insurance plans, you, you know, you're not going to use them both of them. You're kicking on, it's going to be on you know, one or the other. Medical insurance is too high to be playing for both of them jokers intentionally, Man. intentionally, <laughs> intentionally, intentionally. It's too, Look, it's too high. So do um, it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely a hard decision uh, to wrap up. But I, like I said, I would definitely look at making sure you put yourself in a position where you're starting out your career to set yourself up. So you don't have to cut back. Like I said, I always recommend um, you have to throttle it down instead of throttling it up. That's what I usually say. Um, mm -hmm. Cause you cars, you know, a Lamborghini can go 120, but you know, Prius can't, if Prius is going 120, it's about to blow up, but you know, they both can go 60. So you want right. to put yourself in a position where you're, I look at the benefits as far as throttling down your benefits because naturally your salary does increase. Benefits don't increase. They just are what they are, right? Your salary right. does increase in general uh, as you get older in age, you make more money as you get older. Okay. And also to your, your benefits, it's, it sort of changes on what you need too, right? When you don't have a family, as I mentioned earlier, versus when you do, et cetera, et cetera, your health, your health situation might change as I mentioned as well. So then you might have to change. Right. Yeah. And then also the, one of the bad thing with benefits as well is outside of a life qualifying event, you can only make an update every year. Mm-hmm. When the plan, uh, whatever your uh, the plan year is for, so you might as well choose the best one because <laughs> if you if you're not going to be able to change it unless you get another job, which you know they might not start right away, right? You got to deal with Cobra, etc. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, w- I will say that it's probably one of the most difficult parts of the whole process is determining what your priorities are and realizing that your priorities have changed from when you first started your career, right? I mean, us again going into Corey and I, well, I'm 29, Corey's 28, but he will be 29 soon. Uh, I'm the first one out of the friend group to turn 29. Shout out to squad. They know who they are. Uh, but I'm the old head. So <laughs> uh, being, you know, at least uh, anywhere from six to eight years into our career at this point, you know, it varies across the board, six to eight years into our, our careers. Uh, what I wanted at 21, 22 has significantly changed now, you know, at 29, being married and, you know, about to have my my, my son, my first kid. Right. Uh, young Jordan was, you know, running, go get it. Who can pay me the most? You know what I mean? I was I, I was a contractor's contractor. I was for sale. Who can pay me? run the bag you know what i mean and now it's not you know mind you i still care about the dollars but the dollars are not my only concern anymore right it Mm -hmm. is okay what's your time off package looking like okay because i got you know it's not just me what's your medical package looking like as Corey stated i do have a chronic condition you know uh dealing with that you know you got to be able to pay for specialists and specialists cost money all right so you know medical package uh to pto was cool but having that annual one six separated is better i'm just saying you know what i mean so these are all things you got to take in consideration as you get older you know and there are problems that i didn't have you know not, i want to say problems there are pri- priorities that i didn't have before that i now have to take in consideration in every decision i make and every job i hop through okay so mm-hmm. Okay. Things that you, you you know, again, you I would say if you don't do that annually, you probably should just reassess your priorities and make sure, okay, am I still chasing the same thing I was chasing last year? Um, you're probably the big major ones. I mean, clearly you'll know. I mean, you you know, marriage doesn't sneak up on anybody, you don't just wake up and you know, marry, you know. <laughs> uh, you don't, you know, I mean, I guess you can technically wake up being a father and not know that you were a father before, but that does change. happen. It does. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it doesn't. I was gonna say it doesn't, but it does. All right, so <laughs> You know, shout out to what Corey's saying. Just stop having unprotected sex with people. You know, make your kids or sex having- for the kids standpoint. Just stop having the sex. There you go. There like, you, go. Know, <laughs> you know, make your make your child your child having intentional. That way you're aware of the activities. You're going to plan for them accordingly. Um, But, you know, just again, assess your priorities, at least annually. If not, I would say at minimum, absolute minimum, you should every five years. You know what I mean? You should be reassessing is do I still want the same things that I want when I got this job originally? If you haven't changed mm-hmm. since then. Um, because yeah. I will say I've made several career hops at this point. Not not nothing dramatic, but I think within the two to three year range, I think that's about average actually for millennials, especially in our field of IT. Uh, about every two to three years, I've made a a, a hop to a different company and or uh yeah provider. So yeah, yeah. Even when you talk about the specialty, some some like my job um or my health my health insurance, I don't need a referral for my PCP. Or do gotcha. I, mean, I don't I don't need a PCP to go to a specialist. You know what I mean? Like right. it, there's right, so right, many right. intricacies to it, and that you know, depending on what you have, it, it's going to depend on on what you want. So I mean, that's that, that's a great. I mean, if you, if y'all don't know, it's hard it's hard to go see if you need a if you need a PCP and then you need a referral from your PCP to go see a specialist. That's about two yeah. or three days you got to take off. Then we get into yeah. the, never mind. <laughs> we talking about leave. We talking yeah, about appointments. Yeah. Talking about copays. You got to pay for the PCP appointment. You got to pay for the specialist appointment. Hey, that's uh, trust yeah. me. From somebody who sees a specialist frequently, that is a hassle. So yeah. if you don't look at that in your medical plan, I highly recommend it. Pulling up on this, I I'm be honest with you, I don't have a PCP and I have a specialist because I have this mm-hmm. insurance that allows you to just go straight to a specialist. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm I've, I've I think I know enough about general health, but I think I'm okay, right? I, I know what's wrong with me at this point, so I go see my specialist on a consistent basis, right? right? As long as I don't develop anything new. If I do, if that's the case, I would probably just go see another specialist. Does that make sense? Right. For whatever the yeah. new arising issue is. PCPs are cool, but as far as like a general health check, I mean, 
I'm gonna just keep running and working out and eating healthy. And as long as I stay, you know what I mean, stay out the obese range of the BMI, I think I'd be, you know what I mean? I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Now, and also too, like I have an HSA, you have FSA. So we can pay for that stuff uh, with pre-tax. I mean, it all this, it all comes into play. Like I said, my job gives me $200 my HSA. So the first $200, I don't have to, I don't, I don't spend my job right. technically pays for it. it. And that's if I spend it, then, you know, I mean, it's, there's so many, so many things and something like something like an HSA where you can invest inside of it. Like if you, if you have, you're looking at two job offers, first job out of college and one is HSA and one isn't, there has to be a significant disparity in income. Could you get it? You get an HSA. If, if you don't know, if there's ever a question, what's the best investment vehicle It's the HSA triple, I think triple tax protection. You don't pay taxes on it. You can use the money for, you can use the money in there and not pay taxes on it as long as it's qualifying. And then you can invest inside of it, not pay taxes on it. It's, it's the only thing I think with that many tax protections, like it's mm-hmm. crazy. So if you, and by the way, you get to keep the HSA with you. It's actually yours versus an FSA where the money goes out. Um, all the money's gone. You only get to keep it for a year. And right. if you, if you leave that job, you lose it. HSA, you get to keep it with you forever. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, and these are the things. That's why I say you got to look at the whole package, not just the income. But like I said, if there's, you know, you get into, you know, relative how much it is. We're talking about looking at 75 versus, you know, 40. It's like, okay, take the 75K. <laughs> Please take the 75K. We're not, we're, not, we're not telling you to take that big of a salary hit starting out. But when you get into a situation where you're having a family, you're looking at these medical benefits and things like that, you obviously got to take the medical benefits route first. That's priority. Yeah. Obviously, assuming the, and this is why I recommend you do the budget, pay off your debt. You're in a situation where you can take the income hit because of the financial situation that you put in the work in the past. You and your wife to create that situation, which is why Corey yells at you because I already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, if you if you want to know, if when I say you know, something's going to happen, okay, whatever. All right, we're two hours in. As always, what are we doing? I will say for the ages. So perfect example, right? Looking at the whole package for I know for my high. Because I take the high medical plan, they don't allow me to have an HSA, so I have to have an FSA because I have the high. Uh, I want to say what what is I don't know what the, the the high medical plan, right? So yeah, the lowest deductible, you're the high, you're I can the higher premium. Anybody. Thank you, higher you're, premium. Yeah, you don't uh, have the. I think the only way to get an HSA is to have the high deductible plan. Like that's gotcha. what it, like I think it's his phrase, but yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, the really, high deductible, that's the low medical plan for people. Yeah. Who, you know, the one that yeah. costs less, right? Yeah, gen- yeah, generally the higher the deductible. The deductible means how much money you got to pay before your insurance kicks in. In short, insurance is very confusing. But in short, that means how much money you got to pay before uh, your insurance kicks out any money. The higher the deductible, the lower the premium is. Because in short, like I said, I don't go to the doctor as much, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't pay for that. On top of that, and then, like I said, if the job has it, you get an HSA. So even so, I put in money into my HSA, which is pre-tax, and then when I did have my physical, I use that money. So, so well, technically right. I use my job's money because it wasn't $200, right? The first $200, like I said, it's my job's money. But definition. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot, yeah, it's a lot you of got, stuff. I mean, you know, so, I mean, take it from somebody who's on the other end of the spectrum. I got yeah. a doctor frequently. I need, so the, to me, the value is in the medical plan, right? I had mm-hmm. to, and so, but I wasn't, I didn't want to have anything. So, because you can't technically have nothing. You don't have to have an HSA or FSA. You can just you do nothing. And, but that's, you know, that's the L you're taking on your part. So FSA is better than nothing, but it's not better than an HSA. You see what I'm saying? So again, got to weigh it all out. But as Corey said, the medical takes priority and I go to doctor yeah. a lot. So that's what yeah. I got to do. You know, so again, unique to your situation. I guess, and we, you know, got to weigh the variables and figure it out, right? Yeah. Look at yeah. the whole package. And all, all the plans are different too. It's not like the plans get better. You know, you look at a deal on a website, like you have the premium option, the basic, whatever, and, you know, you add on top of them. No, the plans have different stuff in them. <laughs> like they, they, they don't have they the do. same, they don't have the same benefits. The numbers so, change. Like, yeah, the what numbers, you can we, get with the, yeah, yeah what you they, get, they, they just change. Need. 
Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. you go from basic to you know normal to premium, and you get more. The premium has everything basic and normal has no premium is missing some of the basic stuff. It is, it really <laughs> and, is, and that usually that's how it works. Is the higher premium essentially you have a lower copay at the insurance. I mean, it's yeah. the insurance yeah. stuff confusing. In short, you have a lower copay because you're going to the doctor more frequently, right? But yeah. however, you're paying more premium, so it's like it, it's so much intertwined. Healthcare, if you don't know, it's you know. It's, it's a lot of money in healthcare. Okay, so it can't get confusing. But yeah, definitely you have to sit down. It's one of those things where you actually have to sit down and compare your options. That's why you need to be thorough and have your priorities in place. Do yearly goals, smart goals, right? Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant time based. All this stuff we've already discussed before, as we've already said before, which I'm talking fast. This is why you need to have that in place. So you have a system in place when you're dealing with it. You can just put it into your little formula of how you want to assess things. And then you, you know, you have a you know a, a set of priorities. And whichever one checks off the most, and you go with that one, all right. And as I yeah. said before, if you don't like the plan, make you know you don't like the results from your plan, make a better plan. Yeah. All that's right. it. All right, that's, that's it. Though. Bang! Recap fitness Let's section. Go. Jordan, yes, sir. it's indoor versus outdoor fitness. What are the pros and cons for each environment? All right, rolling through. There are several pros and cons to each one. Indoor and outdoor fitness. Neither one is necessarily better than the other one. Is up to your preference. Pros for outdoor fitness presents a wide variety of activities as well as milestones. Can cause mood elevation, increase dopamine production. Environmental factors contribute to caloric burn. Increases socialization in the form of formal events. And a pandemic exclusive pro is safe. Presents necessary social distancing while allowing for engagement with others. Cons of outdoor events include or outdoor fitness include weather uh, plays a prime role in timing and type of exercise. It's a public space, so it's not exclusive to your activity. It, it's a lack of facility, so unable to call a planned workout audible or take a break, aka use the restroom. Uh, safety is not guaranteed. Response time for emergency dependents depend on the location. That's outdoor fitness. Indoor, pros and cons. Pros, alternative workouts can be created uh, if the plan goes awry because because there's a variety of equipment. Uh, group classes allow for joint workouts and instruction from an expert trainer. Uh, climate control allows for controlled temperature during exercise for optimal workout cons of indoor fitness of course it costs money most gyms come at a membership and it may not fit into the budget an additional on to that is most gyms require additional life costs uh, this includes things such as transportation uh, and other costs in order to get and use your membership um one, another con for indoor fitness is sharing equipment can spread germs and add time to the workout because you have to wait on equipment if there isn't enough to consider continue to do what your workout is or your workout plan is and last but not insecurities come with indoor fitness which prevent others from prioritizing gains don't get intimidated all right get out there and get that work in now corey wrap up for the finance question is it better to take a pay cut for the benefits or keep or take the higher salary i'm in dark mode i should make my voice deeper like no (laughs) uh that's gonna sound funny anyways uh you should definitely Take the higher salary with this inflation as I opened up with it. No, um, you have to truly sit down and um assess, you know, the essentially you know, two job offers, right? One with higher salary, one with lower salary, better benefits, and see which one is best for your current situation. In short, if you're in a situation where you don't have a family, you're single and you're healthy, you might as well go ahead and take the higher salary because you don't, even though you have the benefits outside of a 401k, you don't need your insurance. You don't go to the doctor, you're, you you make sure you brush your teeth. Right. And vision is what it is. But vision doesn't contest and glasses don't cost that much if you're talking about taking this higher salary. OK. However, if you're in a situation where you have a family and or a child, you have to get the medical insurance. You have to get the medical dental and vision as your children get older. You, ha- you have to take that. 
Mm -hmm. There's this thing over here called a budget and recommend aggressively paying off debt and building an emergency fund, which can create that buffer and allow you to take the salary hit for your children in their younger years. And not really the younger years, really the whole time. Because once your kids start playing sports, right, once they get to middle school, high school, they need physicals, things like that. Your kid gets hurt. Mm -hmm. I know we don't, you know, we didn't pay. You don't remember, but your parents was paying. Your parents was paying for this. You never thought about it, right? We shout out to our TRICARE, a little bit different, but uh, we didn't have to pay for physicals. But uh, (laughs) <laughs> Our parents did pay for the physicals. Okay, they, they were enlisted one in the way military. or another, right? Yeah, okay, <laughs> let's, let's be very clear. They did their twenty plus, but um, yeah. So I mean, even really, I mean, you gotta. And I, mean, I don't know if Obamacare is still enacted, but you know, it's twenty six. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you depending on how long you want to take care of your kids. Now we get into raising your kids and making sure they go out and become productive citizens as adults. Uh, but um, yeah, if you want to have a family and or kids, it's not a a, a secret. Medical insurance is high as hell here. I yes. recommend you put the here being America. I recommend you put yourself in a position to pay for it. It's that simple. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys what you guys want to say about it. It's that simple. So you have to assess your current situation. Like I said, if you're in a situation where you're healthy and don't have a family or children, you can take the higher salary because you're likely not going to make use of the benefits outside of the 401k. However, when you start transitioning to that family aspect, you might need to look at taking those benefits. And then the real answer, I recommend... You put yourself in a position where you put yourself where you get in the benefits that you want. And then naturally, your salary will always increase as you get better at your job and you have more experience. That's just what happens. So you can, quote unquote, make that salary up on the back end. Obviously, put yourself in a position to get them as much money as possible. We didn't really talk about negotiation, negotiating your salary, things like that, making sure you enter a job field that has a high salary. Shout out to tech. We're really I can take the hit on income because the income is already high. I've already am I. Okay. There's all these different okay, there's all these different type of things that you can use to your advantage. Okay. If you want to be a teacher, you've already there is no higher salary in case. So just say the bit. <laughs> oh no. Oh my goodness. Shout out to our teachers who are severely underpaid. However, you guys are still underpaid. So it, it just is what it is. Okay. By the way, if they want to get paid more, the taxes have to increase. So people need to make more money. Never mind. Or we can, then we have less money, but that that is what it is. We yeah. should figure out a way to figure out how to pay the teachers more, but that's it here on there right now. All right. You know, there's a, how we can pay teachers more. No, how can we pay right. teachers more? We start coming out some of the, cutting out some of the stuff in the budget that we should be ooh, paying for. Ooh, ooh, Look, I'm not going to get into the people who are intentionally staying on government subsidies. Well, oh. we'll say that for we'll say oh. that for another oh. one. We'll oh, say no, that for another one. Nah, they're gonna cancel me. They're gonna find this <laughs> ether and cancel me. Look, don't get me started. Some of y'all intentionally have kids so you can get more section eight oh. money or get better oh. housing. Don't start with me. Y'all lucky I'm not in charge. Some of people y'all be in prison. I'm not sending nobody to jail. Everybody yeah. would go to prison. And yes, I would send people to prison. You gonna put more people in prison for yes. I'll put more people in prison. Y'all need to be punished. It's over <laughs> what what was the guy's name on uh not Leonidas but in uh the bag the main bad guy in three hundred oh the first uh, one uh the Persian guy I can't yeah remember his name. he was ruthless uh, that'd be me yeah. I can't remember yeah, his yeah. name yeah that'd be me I'm just gonna kill everybody then <laughs> that's what he said yeah oh man all right all right what is his name anyway uh, yeah it's all good I haven't seen the movie in like fifteen years okay and George is gonna George is gonna Google it yeah. all right y'all remember you can follow us. Xerxes. You said Bertsy? Xerxes. Xerxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, y'all, you can follow us on YouTube or subscribe to us, should I say. Um, Corden in full effect. Make sure you like, leave a comment and reviews there. We're at 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, Amazon Audible, most of the major podcast platforms, Court and Full Effect, leave your rate and reviews there as well. Now, Jordan. Yes, yes sir. Where can they find you? I'm going to switch it up. Got you. They can find me at Stop Stalling J. That's S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and now TikTok. All right. Business page, finally fit 06. That's F I N A L L F I T 06 on YouTube, IG, and Facebook. Website, finally fit.live. That is L I V E. Uh, you can check us out. You can pay $60 for a monthly subscription where you can exercise with yours truly, as well as the Fit Fam, twice a week. That is on Monday and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. EST. All right. That gets you access to us twice a week, uh, as well as a monthly check-in where we set up your goals, set up milestones, and help you achieve what you need. All right. Bars. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll also, no, nah, I'm not going to. I know I keep bringing it up. Normally, I offer in-person training uh, with my son on the way. Literally, we are in. Next time y'all see me, I might be a dad. This, this uh, might be look. Jordan's last episode for a little bit. <laughs> just me. <laughs> Normally, I would offer in-person training for three times a week for $100. Each session would be an hour long. Keep that in mind. However, right now, I am doing a freeze on in-person clients. So if you are in the Hartford County area would like to travel to the Hartford County area, I am sorry I'm currently on hold. But I will get back to you. I promise. Okay? This is not goodbye this is see you later all right yeah oh, look at that i wonder yeah. who invented that <laughs> whatever now Corey, if I'm these Corey. people wanted to get their budget together yes so they could have the benefits as well as take the pay cut on salary if they needed to how could they do so yes i also give the benefit of, i give a lot of information you do i have been looking at increasing my prices i gotta wait till i start doing a little bit more stuff regardless though i will help you with your benefits and understand what you need or you know assessing those type of things but yes i'm at sideline underscore Corey. that's twitter instagram and tiktok um my financial pricing is on twitter and instagram as far as the link tree fifty dollars for a one hour session once a month or hundred dollars for one one hour session a week okay and then um yeah, all, all my services and stuff like that are on the pricing as well. Good stuff. He's well right. worth the money, ladies and gents. I highly recommend him. As yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I removed the freeze. So once you get in, I can raise the prices. If you didn't get in when right. it was $50 for a session a week, that's gone. It's permanently <laughs> gone. It's permanently gone. Hey, I look, um, I saw these prices. And, that, and that's, you know, they do say that about black people. We have lower prices. I saw these prices from the white people. Listen, double time it. Is, time and I'm still money. below them, but I, I was like, oh no, y'all, y'all, y'all are time robbing me. You know your worth, you know what I mean? Like, I shout out to the word today. So, I, you know, I went, I attend, I started, you know, recently started attending uh, a, a friend of mine's church. And the word today was knowing your worth. Who are you? Telling people who you are, right? Mm. And, you know, knowing the value of your time. You do not respond to anything other than your name. We worked hard to get the credentials that we have, okay? You you have a you have a degree, you have a, a you have a an experience in financial, you know, finances as well as financial advisory. I know you are not technically a financial advisor. However, you have the experience and the success record of someone who is. So, therefore, teaching people how to treat you, you your time is worth it, all right? Your value is worth it, all right? I do have so. the banking experience. I have to find a better mm-hmm. way to leverage that. But I do, I do have, that's not enough. And also, too, ah, dang it, we're already two hours over. Who cares? <laughs> Anyways, so, you know, people be talking about, like, you know, that's anecdotal, your experience, things like that. Well, someone like me, who I read too much and actually find the truth of things, like y'all don't do, whenever you read these surveys and, like, the actual, like, whenever, like, you know, 70, 80% of people, you know, are living paycheck to paycheck, they only mm-hmm. interview, like, 2,000 people. It's like Family Feud. We asked 100 people for you to try to win $20,000 five times in a row. 
And if you see that Family Guy episode where Peter was, he he said something, he was the only person in the survey. <laughs> he was like, oh, I was in the yeah. survey. But it's like they only they don't interview tens of thousands of people in this stuff where we even talk about, you know, obviously we do like the CDC thing like that. But usually they only interview a couple thousand people in this stuff. Right. When we, and we use them to talk about, you know, the whole average, yeah, all, you know, all that population. type of stuff. So from my perspective, when we talk about banking teller experience, if they would have interviewed, you know, the best tellers in the country for a time period. Oh, where did I go? The best. <laughs> uh, then my, oh, my video went away, but my audio stayed. OK, that's all important. All right. If they would have interviewed, <laughs> interviewed, interviewed the top tellers in the country from each state, I would have been in the survey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. <laughs> So it wouldn't have been anecdotal when you talk about, you know, people who do a doctorate, right? You know, like a, a doctor, right, who has one doctor I and mean, they have a team of people, right? But they release some type of study. They can speak on it because like they're that, that's the study that everybody's going off of. So from right. a, when we're talking about teller experience, processing transaction, banking stuff, more low level, not the higher stuff. Now there are people way, way above me. But it's like, bro, largest credit union in the state of Maryland, one of the largest you know, top. And numbers always change. Definitely top 100 as far as worth in the whole country. Like it's, it's not a game. I mean, you know, as far as far as me, I don't know what y'all did. Okay, right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what experience y'all did. But I was extremely good at. It. I don't know if I was the best. I didn't work with everybody who ever worked there. But you know, the current president was trained on the tele system got deprecated. You know, technology moves on. But I trained them on the whole system. Right. I don't. I don't know what y'all want me to say. You know, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm. You know, I do be talking out my ass. But some of them, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it is, you know, Tower Federal was the largest, well, is the largest credit union in the state of Maryland. That's by assets, by the way. So they have the, the most assets. I'm going to just Not, go ahead and, you know, add, add on to that. As client zeros, I mean, the numbers, is, <laughs> the, the numbers is numbering, y'all. The net worth is going up. Every time y'all see me, my net worth has been higher than it was the week before. I'm not even about to hold y'all. Like, that's what <laughs> we had. No, that's like, not that, true during this last six months. It's <laughs> definitely because the kind yeah, of stock okay, market's been going. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I <laughs> wish I was there. Yeah. I got what you're Subject saying. Subject to though. the bear market. But yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as, you know, debt going down, cash value, go, I ain't what you call asset rich, cash poor right now. But, yeah, I, yeah. you know, we live in our best lives. Okay. Yeah. We check. So, we check we check stuff off over here because stu- yeah. stuff will get added to the list. Hence, okay, hey, okay. lifestyle change, right? I'm look, I've gone from two to three people that in in a in less than a week. That's the biggest lifestyle change I've ever had. My almost thirty years of life. Okay, I got a whole nother little me running around here. It's crazy. Oh, he's, he's not running out the gate, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you got super genetics. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> what you or your wife? One of you two. Look. Somebody said he was gonna be drinking protein instead of milk. I was like, "Look, <laughs> protein shit." Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, I have a LinkedIn. Okay, I know you know. You know, like shout out to the scammers and drug dealers out there. I don't know if you've seen that. If they ask women, "Would you want a nine to five, a scammer, or a drug dealer?" They rank them. You just go and look at my LinkedIn. I'm Corey Covington. Okay, with no E. Okay, and you can look at the people who I am connected to. I mean, I, I, this is not fake. <laughs> I know some people be, you know, people be fake out here. I don't be hiding the stuff. The only thing we haven't truly disclosed is income, because that's just, you know, we want to be safe with that because the type of jobs we have. But other than that, you know, you can scroll back on my Instagram or my TikTok. The, the debt payoff journey, all that stuff is there. So you know, if I don't know it, I can tap into my connections if need be. Definitely on the mm-hmm. banking side. I'm 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 well covered on there. <laughs> so yeah. Good stuff. 
Yes, pay me some more money. So when the prices go up, I don't want to hear nothing. Because some of these prices other people are charging is eight, nine, ten times what I'm charging. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead ass. I, I started seeing the numbers, you know, for some of these training services. It's like, look, I, my, my time is worth what is worth. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much becoming, I said what I said when I said it. And if you don't like it, it's cool. You know what I mean? I'm going to go spend some time with my son. I see, you know what I mean? You keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> i see you later. Yeah, we're at the position yeah. now where we don't need the side hustle money. So we're just going to see if y'all going to pay it to us or not. No disrespect. You still get the quality, but it's just like, I mean, yeah, it's not. I tell my clients all the time, not disrespectful. Like, I mean, I don't need the money. So, I mean, <laughs> I prefer yeah. you pay me on time, but, but if, you, if you don't. But it's, but it's also just my time. It's my time, right? You know what I mean? It's like, I get the same amount of 24 hours a day. And you want one of them. So guess what? That's how much one of them is worth. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. Okay, real quick. All right. You see the question? <laughs> Did you hey, see yeah. Greg Kittle, the Titan 49ers, say this? He said... Uh, I didn't, said, who didn't the fight? question I thought it was. Okay. What you thought I, I thought was? It, I thought it was which one would you want to fight? A grizzly bear or gorilla? Is that, I think that I thought I thought that derived from this question. Is that not the same? Anyways, I saw it on no, a different I don't know. video. Okay. okay. Who would win in a fight? A grizzly bear or a gorilla? I'm gonna say a I'm gonna say a gorilla. Thank you. A regular yeah. person is fine. People, yeah. you know how people are interpreting this question? Who's stronger, a bear or a gorilla? They have to fight. Yeah. How can you beat me in hand-to-hand combat with no hands? The, <laughs> I mean, okay, so in their defense, I mean, grizzly bears are nice size. They got claws, all right? However, gorillas got thumbs, and they do have the grip strength. So I don't know if you saw the video where the, the gorilla literally ripped the lady's face off, like, when she she was in, anyways, it escaped over the cage in the zoo, and it literally just, I'm talking about, like, full-on, like, you know, the shit you see in a cartoon where they pull the face off and, the, you know, like the skeleton be underneath. She survived, but she has no face now. Like, no nose, no lips. Like, the whole, they, they tried to do facial reconstruction surgery. They couldn't even do it. So, that being said, a gorilla can literally rip a person's face off. Like, I'm talking about, like, snatch it off like paper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, one one grip. Mm, wow. Look, to the ground. So, I'm, I'm, gonna be I'm not fighting something that's got, that's got thumbs on his feet, too. Like, you know what I mean? And can use them effectively. We're talking about something that can hang upside down. You know, like, yeah, nah, I'm good. And I, I use multiple. I have multiple examples of why gorillas should win. I have real life examples. I have Pokemon examples. I have King Kong fighting Godzilla, whichever one you want to use. They one of the things they talk about was the bear's bite force. A gorilla has a higher bite force than a bear. This is why I say people lie. <laughs> you didn't, did you check to see which one? Did you check? You to to yeah. It's it just because the, the bear seems like it should be more vicious, right? It, the, a bear, really, a yeah. bear is stronger. But I didn't, they have to fight. I don't know if people understand what fighting means. If bear, if a bear stands up, a bear is faster than a gorilla, but that's if they yeah. race. If they right. fight, the bear's not faster. <laughs> the bear, you think a bear's faster than a gorilla if they fight? That's yeah. that's speed, you know, versus acceleration quickness. The bear, the bear isn't as quick as the gorilla. Not to mention the freaking thumbs. I don't know if y'all know yeah. why humans are at where they're at, but it's because yeah. of our thumbs. Right. <laughs> okay. That's how I was thinking. Yeah. Off jump, off jump. Opposable thumbs. Yeah the, yeah, the gorilla got it. Also, too, every technique that a human can learn from martial arts, a bear can learn. I mean, a gorilla can learn. Because it's the same, it's the same, it's a primate. We're both primates. Yeah. Like any any type of martial arts that humans do, a gorilla can learn as well. And then on top of that, I'm gonna be very clear. When the bear stands up, you think what's the what's the gorilla gonna do? Just watch? I mean, you know, it has to stand up and then swing. Nah, the gorilla and play like this. I think the gorilla's gonna win easily. Now the bear does have the claws. It does, yeah. it does have the claws. So if it does put them paws on them, literally and figuratively, it's like, okay, because I know a bear yeah. can smack off a human head. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's a gorilla too. But again, a, a gorilla, a gor- gorilla people like gorillas are weak. Like people, yeah. people was like, like gorillas some bitches. Yeah. <laughs> they was talking about gorillas like they was nothing. <laughs> now bears are bears, but like, dog, yeah. King Kong is 
They didn't. Where's the bear, King Kong? Yeah, King Kong fought Godzilla. He did lose that fight, but he he did kill a T Rex. Yeah. And then when I use to close out my Pokemon example, Ursa Ring. A lot of the bears, a lot go. I think it's called Go Bear. They are trash. Okay. <laughs> Not the Pokemon types. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Anyways, go ahead. They're go tra- ahead. I know we're trying to close out. They're yeah, trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all still listening, we love you. Let us know. <laughs> if you're this far in, you are the day one. Appreciate you. Yeah, we're the two wrapped in half hours. This is gonna be it though, because we we literally wrapped up and still talking. This is the bonus question. Slacking. You remember Slacking from Ruby and Sapphire? That's what yeah, he came out. Yeah. He had something, I think it's called Truant. I forget what it's called, but he, he only would attack every other turn. Okay. Slacking actually has some of the highest base stats out of any Pokemon in the entire game. So you got Dragon, uh, you got Dragonite, you got Salamence, Pokemon like that, Tyranitar. Those are pseudo legendaries. So they all have base stats of 600. Slacking has base stats of like 676, I think 670. Mewtwo's base stats are like 680. This is not a game. This is not I mean, a, but it is. Slacking, <laughs> if y'all don't know, it is. Slacking is an eight, by the way. He's a sloth, technically. He's a gorilla. Yeah. You know, he, he's, a, he's yeah. a monkey in the game. So that, that's why I'm using that example. Yeah. Shout out he, to even I, in, I even in Pokemon, they got the gorilla. <laughs> I never played Ruby or Sapphire, but shout out to Pokemon Go because he was in there. Uh, uh, yeah, no, Slack, yeah, and he has, he has extremely, even in Pokemon, even Pokemon Go, he's a, he's a gym, uh, a yeah, great, a great yeah. person in the gym. He has extremely extremely high health now he has all those stats because he does attack every other turn but you can use skill swap and you can swap your um your ability so he can attack every turn you just teach him skill swap use that as the first move and you can just attack every turn you're good to go and you just start running through people yeah so it'd be but you know for the nerds if you know you know but even right. in pokemon they got the ape stronger than the bear <laughs> i mean come on i mean this, this, this. <laughs> and because my man had brought that up and i was like bro i'm you know i I've, i know i don't know if i told people this I used to write down all the st- that's why I know. I used to write down the stats in the Pokemon uh in the book when yeah. the Ruby and Sapphire dropped. I went down and calculated all the stats. Slacking had an 18 in the in that book, and I think Ricky Waz had like a 17. He had higher than Groudon on Kyogre. He was crazy. He's crazy. Yeah, he, he's a he's a dog. Well, he's an ape. But yeah. yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you agree with me. Conversation over. Yeah, no, we <laughs> I, I mean you just start thinking about it. It's like one of them got thumbs and one of them don't. Like you know what I mean? And I, you know, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's like you said, and unless the only thing I mean, unless the grizzly bear really gets a solid preemptive strike, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're talking about like off jump, catches the gorilla off guard, you know, claw yeah. to the face type of thing. And then, mm. you know, it's yeah. the gorilla probably about to give him that hands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Literally, literally. And it's one of those things too. It's like, dang, we can't make this happen, right? Because no, no yeah. hammer is not here. But <laughs> right. it's one of those things like, I don't know if y'all know that like, you know, you believe what you want to believe. Like hum- humans, primates, mammals, right? Apes, we're, we're all the same. You know, humans are freaking vicious. We yeah. we can fight now. A lot of animals are stronger than us, but there's a, you know shout to Tarzan. We 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 can get down. Yeah, you know okay. why? I because of our people... thumbs, our hands. <laughs> I don't know if people oh, seen man. a gorilla also move at full speed, but they actually are pretty fast. Like I don't know if you like I've watched a gorilla like in a zoo before. Like you know, so I don't know if you've seen like two gorillas. You know, they usually do the chest thing. That that's like that's a challenge call, right? Like to one another. And if you see two like male gorillas do that and they actually get down to the get down, gorillas are freaking fast, yo. Like I've watched one gorilla clear once from one side, you know, their little enclosure, one side of the enclosure to the other, like borderline sprint speed. You know what I mean? And I'm talking, I mean, again, and this is talk about for an animal that has, you know, thumbs on its 
feet and as well as his hands. So, okay, let's be very yeah, they clear. They can you use their feet like us. They yeah, can use exactly. their feet like we can. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. You got, so you got, we're talking about something with hands on this, on, for feet and hands yeah. for hands. You know what I'm saying? So imagine mm-hmm. something clearing trees and stuff at, at sprinting speed. You know what I mean? Because they, because they got that's, four appendages. Like, it's, yeah. And, and now let's not get into physics. Force equals mass times acceleration. So I, never mind. So I said, never mind. Isn't the isn't the statement that the bigger they are, the harder they fall? Don't y'all always say just because the dude is smaller don't mean he's not gonna knock the big guy out? Then you come over here to this grizzly bear and gorilla fight and just throw all that. Out the conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, shout out to all of y'all who listen to this two and a half hours. Uh, we won't. We'll do our best not to do this again. Uh, for those <laughs> y'all, don't, no problem. Yeah. Uh, so this is the last episode for Jordan for a while. Um, for those of you who know, they'll be off. Obviously, they'll be finance based, but they'll be um, well, they'd be under an hour. I'm gonna try to keep them to 30, 45 minute range, but deep dive on particular topics. That's All what right. they will be uh, in the meantime. Okay. So make sure y'all stay listen or stay tuned for that. I will be make checked sure, in. Yeah. All right. Mr. Corey drops this stuff, right? Please, please, please. <laughs> make sure <laughs> I do that. Going. And I will try to get back to y'all as soon as possible. Again, I got to do the family thing, family first, right? But I will be back. Hey, look, at Corden in full effect, we have great paternity leave. Take all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the benefit package here. I think I'm going to stay there for a while. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, bro. Do you have anything else? No, sir. I think we're good to go. All right, y'all. So remember to save more, say less. And keep making better your best. And we will catch y'all in the next one.